back to some boring subjects. Understand the risk to our country. Freedom brings people together. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians Network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. Welcome to We Are Libertarians. Thanks so much for joining us. Honestly, I don't even know what we're going to talk about in this episode. We're just going to chit-chat. We've got eight people here. Uh, it's going to be quite messy. It's going to be fun. We're just going to talk a little bit about the holidays. And uh, I'm, uh, I'm going to let James Neese explain why he thinks doxing is okay. So we'll, uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, just sort of a fun listen here on We Are Libertarians. We'll see you right after these messages. Hey, everybody, it's Chris Spangle from here on the We Are Libertarians podcast network and host of the Chris Spangle Show. I am here today to tell you about CrowdHealth. CrowdHealth helps you take charge of your health care. Open enrollment is here. We are all making decisions about our health care, and now is the time to take care of your health care decisions. We all know the system isn't working, and thanks to CrowdHealth, we can do something about it. CrowdHealth puts your health care back in your hands, and it cuts out the middleman, saves money, and funds your health care costs without relying on big government or big insurance companies. You can see any doctor you want, no deductibles, exclusions, or copay, and only pay the first $500 of any healthcare event. The CrowdHealth community takes care of the rest. No exclusive doctor networks and no huge premiums or high deductible, no surprises. You pay one low monthly total to fund your account, and your monthly subscription helps fund healthcare costs of the entire crowd health community. And unlike insurance, there are no doctor's networks. So again, you can see any doctor you want. So how does crowd health beat insurance? Simple. By totally reversing the vicious incentives that got us into this mess in the first place. CrowdHealth provides a true peace of mind, something insurance companies don't seem to actually care about. And unlike insurance companies, CrowdHealth helps you find great care at a fair price and always pays doctors as quickly as possible and actively negotiates to keep costs down for everyone. So take charge of your health care today with CrowdHealth. Open enrollment is the only time you can hit the eject button on a broken system without penalty, so don't wait. And for a limited time, join for just $99 per month for your first six months when you use the promo code WALN at joincrowdhealth.com. That's joincrowdhealth.com. Promo code WALN. One note, CrowdHealth is not health insurance. It's a totally different way of paying for health care. Terms and conditions may apply. Warning, this show is for adults, produced by semi-adults. So the language is sometimes strong and offensive. Uh, I don't know what I said. Uh... Welcome to We Are Libertarians, where our goal is to help you sound smarter while talking to your friends. We examine current events from a libertarian perspective while treating modern politics with all of the irreverence it deserves. There has been lie after lie. We toss out the screaming heads, put people before political parties, and give context to the news to make you think. Now, here's our host, a 15-year veteran of politics and media, Chris Spangle. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for joining me here on We Are Libertarians, a part of the Chris Spangle Show. We thank you so much. Uh, Patreon manager, can you pull up uh, our Patreon uh, folks just so I have it? Uh, now we get to blame. I think I cut it out of last episode, but you were blamed last episode because I didn't have – I don't have my printout, uh, which is I, – I always have all my notes printed out uh, so I don't commit things to memory. But thank you for joining us here in the Doolittle Studios. Thanks to Jason Doolittle for making the We Are Libertarian Studios possible. Thank you, Terry, for making the studio possible and to all of our patrons. Got a lot of people here. Harry Price, how are you? Going good, going good. Yeah, technically it's like a $600 a month contribution uh, to the network uh, that I give to you. Uh, See, I, what I don't like, Paul Copeland, thank you for joining us, is he <laughs> seems to think the power balance has shifted because we let 
we use we we let the we are libertarians equipment sit in his house. Well, just like uh, certain Russian dictators are finding out, uh, if you overextend yourself, uh, as uh, the Chris Spangle Show has done, you uh, find yourself vulnerable to the ultranationalists back at home. <laughs> are you saying Harry is our ultranationalist? I would say that this is my Crimea, and uh, you have just put <laughs> troops here. Yes. <laughs> Well, we want to give a special thanks to all of our patrons, but especially the $100 a month folks. Jake Edel, Lars Nordskog, Matthew Durbin, uh, Vincent Peichel, Reinhold, and Christy Avery, whom uh, both are here. We appreciate you both. And Jason Doolittle. So thank you both, and thank you, Christy, our Patreon manager. You probably have talked with her. Also here, we've mentioned Reinhold. Reinhold, thanks for coming all the way out. It's like an hour drive for you. It's like an hour drive. It's... Feels like an hour drive. It's probably about forty five minutes. But that feels I, like an hour. That interstate's going to be done. It was supposed yeah, to be done yeah, in November, yeah. but uh, I hear now it's going to be April. April. Yeah, April. I believe that. I'll put money down on that yeah. one. Of the, what year? They said twenty twenty. Yeah. They actually did say twenty twenty three, but thirty twenty. Got it. <laughs> they have a hundred thousand dollar day penalty for every day that they go over, so they better finish, hurry it up. Also, here is Vincent. Thank you for unmuting yourself. We had to have a private conversation last time. You apparently laughed too loud for some listeners. I guess that's a thing that happens, but it's okay. It's okay. I understand. Yes, that my, my laugh is can be very annoying to some people because when something really is funny, my pitch gets really high and really loud. I love when you're in the room, Harry. You don't notice it. Yeah, you don't notice it. It's just something like maybe a frequency that the mics pick up that yeah. we don't. You, you don't hear well, with the human you, ear. Yeah. You're gonna want to adjust this so it's right in your mouth, Harry. So one thing we should probably do is just make sure <laughs> make sure when he's muted, when he's laughing, that way the other mics will pick it up, so it'll sound more. That's what that, that's probably the conversation. That's probably that, what yeah. it was. Is that yeah. it was so loud because all the mics picked it up at the same time. The other problem was this shitty recorder. So I brought the the better recorder, so it hopefully sounds a little bit better. All right, Which, now um, oh, I was going to say I'm also glad that he's back from his week suspension too. Yes. so rude, so rude. I got Vincent, suspended for for stating how Spangles that don't talk over each other and proceeds to talk over everybody. Mm-hmm. This is my podcast. I can do what I want. <laughs> This, you see for, that picture up there? Rules for thee, not for You see for that me. picture up there? Who is that? Who is that, Vincent? I don't know. It's time I've you, never seen that it's face time before you, in my life. It's time you learn. I've never seen that face before in my life. That's Dear Leader. This is my podcast. I will fire you. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even hire you to I begin I was hired with. by the Neo Dear Leader, right. and he told me that he's paying my, my stuff. I don't have to worry about you. I'll fire him. <laughs> I've, no, I've fired my, many co-hosts. Uh, oh boy, the uh, fracturing's already happening. Yes, <laughs> he can't fire me. Adidas, I mean, Spangle can't drop it, me. It is right. call me Jesus. I said Adidas. <laughs> it is getting, it is getting time for uh, contract negotiations, renegotiations, yes. isn't it? Yeah. Well, I'm the Elon Musk of this podcast, so I'm unpredictable and crazy. You can't tell me what to do. All right, we are blessed to to have two returning folks who have been on the podcast for a very long time. But we haven't heard from because we never get together in person. Um, and the first person to show up today, Harry, was James Neese. Mm-hmm. Yes. Whom I thought James would be the last person to show up. It was a race. It was a race between Miranda and James for the last person to show up. It was Miranda, mm-hmm. um, who you're the only person, Miranda, who is later than me to things. I'll tell you what. Into the mic, real close. Best intentions, and it still happens. So <laughs> that's okay. We love you. Yeah. We're glad you're here, James. Thanks for being here. 
I'm on libertarians all the time. It's just low key wild because like here we're going to talk about politics on low key wild. We're going to talk about like big old honking anime titties. You know, you know what right. I mean? It's, is what it is, you know? So like you'll catch me in the, <laughs> all the time. All the th- I force it. Mike, we need to get him headphones so Vincent yeah. can hear himself. I'll force it. Right. So like, we were talking about DC. It's like, let me go ahead and share my screen real quick. Boom, 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 boom. You know, it's like, oh, God damn, dude. You know, but I'm always in the Twitch chat. You can catch me in the Twitch chat. Okay. So it's like people come in, like there's like a couple of viewers in there. If we get 50 subs, Harry's going to do a 24-hour gaming stream, like no sleep, nonstop game, whatever game we choose. We get to see him live for 24 hours. So yeah. Now, James, what have you been up to since the last time you were on? Um... God, what have I been doing? I uh, blew up my car, so I got a new car. It's like car caught on fire. I fucking junked it in Ohio. Um, <laughs> whoa, whoa, how did, why did it blow up? Cause like I don't pay attention to like car maintenance because I treat a car like I treat like, you know, a neglectful girlfriend. You know what I mean? It's like whatever, just run it to the ground and when she leaves, she leaves. That's you know? how you treat your girlfriends. Um, that's not a good way to, <laughs> I, I just treat my girlfriend, Miranda, like a, like a junk. And then I run her into the ground. <laughs> that's all I know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, stay, Miranda, <laughs> stay, stay, stay toxic Kings. You know what I mean? Stay toxic. <laughs> okay. I, honestly, blow, the car blowing up, that shit happens. I'm not going to say that's on you for the battery maintenance or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. No, no, that stuff no, doesn't no, happen. No, it, no it's yeah, happened it, to me twice. So <laughs> it's happened to me twice too. I'm, what is wrong with you people? I know. That's what I said it, to my car. It's called a Jiffy Lube. Go there. That's the battery, it. though. He knew there was an issue that he he didn't have a temperature gauge and it melted. Oh, that's his own fault. Uh, okay. All right, let's pause real quick. Vincent, unplug the box because the box is causing a also, short. I have to pee. Where yeah, go go ahead. Sorry, we... right, uh, right this is Speedway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going in your yard. Get over it. She has uh, the cleanest ass in we'll this room. I guarantee side, it. The renters. Sorry. If we were having a clean ass contest, I'm betting on Miranda. I use a bidet, so I doubt that. Maybe. Harry's over here like, you dare challenge my power. Wiping yeah. is for liberals it might, it might. and liberal enjoyers. Okay. Don't wipe. Wipe trucker code. Wiping is for lib turds? Is that what you said? For liberals, yeah. Like, we have a trucking group called, like, you, you just shorted out. Okay, go ahead. So... Rare hosses, we talk about like what it's like to be a trucker, including pissing in jugs, throwing them at cars, like lot lizards, like not wiping at the speedway, you know, because like who cares? Yeah, it's like you're just going to change yeah. your underwear anyway. Um, so like if you want to join a cool group, you can join Rare Hosses. We can talk about like, you know, yard clippings, you know, you can slide. Andrew Bowman knows all about it. You can hit Andrew I'm, in, I'm in Rare Hosses, the Facebook group. Yeah. Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah, brother. I mean, you don't have to. If you're like a true conservative man, like you, you have to put the mic into the thing because you're shorting out the the cord and, and the um the cord. Is, I know you're a musician, but yeah, the cord is kind of like rattling in the thing and, and cutting out. So Spangled needs new equipment, so is, it's like this is all new equipment. Money. Is it, it, this is like the shield head video? Wipe is wiping gay. <laughs> See, that's when you use the opportunity to say, "Any patrons out there? Is this really yes. equipment? Give please us new donate. equipment. Yes, yeah, yeah. Please join Wall Plus. Chris needs like Korean gauged, like gold plated, like you know, cords that don't like cut in and out because Chris is just going to like a music store and just buying whatever the fucking mic he gets. Right? I've so. got the Mogami for myself. Yeah. 
But uh, everybody he else gives us got a, audio We do Technica. need to go down to Rupert to pick up the... Uh, he's got sound insulation Ooh. phone for us. Okay, we should definitely uh, do that. Yeah. yeah. So please yeah. give him money because, like, these are... These are crappy cords, and like I can tell they're wow. crappy, and like I feel we bad. We accept even talking Amazon to gift cards. Wow. We accept Sweetwater gift cards. Yeah. Please oh, out. send us money. Please help us. We're poor. Mon- Miranda, no one loves money more than Miranda. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> we need to revive that video of her with the money. This is Christy Avery talking. I did not introduce you, but thank you, Christy, for uh, being uh, a generous patron. Sign up at We Are Libertarians. Uh, on Join Wall Plus. Yes, I'm not calling it Wall Plus anymore because that didn't work at all. So we're just calling it the Patreon. That's not what Patreon. didn't work. <laughs> yeah, shut up. All right. Uh, yeah, we don't talk about things that don't work. With yeah, are we are we live right now? No. Live, live. You Anybody? can't hear. Fake live. Yeah. Her her mic is just kind of low. I think that was on purpose. Yes. Asshole. No, we're yeah. back to back can to I, podcast hospice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which one she is. Talk, Christy, talk. Talk, 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 talk. I should have brought my dog. No, no you shouldn't have. Would be more fun. Uh, Miranda, what have you been up to? Oh God, I really everything and nothing. I've been laying. I laid low. Been laying low for a while, but yeah, I'm getting around. You know. Nice. I run these streets. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, host of Miranda's World and uh, just a delightful person. Thank you so much for being here. We've invited you the last three times, but what what happened? Oh, God. I mean, really, the same thing that tried to get me to be late today. <laughs> just And I'm really not used to even really having plans is really the biggest part of it. So it's like I'll just wake up like I forget like I have something to do, somewhere to be. Sometimes I definitely overslept because I worked. There's been a, yeah, I mean. You have like the perfect life where you don't have to look at a calendar. I Honestly, I know. I've been balls deep in that for a while now. And it's like I earned it though. You know what I mean? It's like I raised my kid. I did it all. It's like now I'm just like, oh, wow, I just get to do what I want to do. And now I'm like, okay, at some point though, I got to regain some type of, you know, structure. (laughs) Your your daughter is graduated high school now god yeah she graduated actually early and so she graduated october 2019 and yeah she's getting ready to be 21 on monday oh she's gonna start drinking smoking too yeah smoking start start drinking so yeah i don't have you're not allowed to drink until you're 21 in this state so obviously she hasn't been doing anything (laughs) illegal what'd you say miranda i won't have to go in and buy her vapes anymore (laughs) no she'll still make me because it's like cold and she also just looks like um toadstool half the time what does that mean <laughs> she doesn't she, this girl's so funny and she just doesn't care she does care though only when she wants to but it's like yeah we just walk around she has this big blue north face puffy coat mm-hmm. and then she has this like blue beanie that she wears underneath it and she wears the hood up and she does she just looks like a little toadstool oh my gosh she's she's, she's yeah. walking around looking like veruca salt oh from like the willy wonka movies she's fucking acting like it <laughs> I can tell you that. We poor, got- poor Vincent. He's all self-conscious about his laugh now. <laughs> I mean, you told me to mute if I laughed. So you I mean, laughed into your... It was like yeah. you were sneezing. It was very funny. You I sneezed, mean, yeah. What into your elbow. Um, Get a damp in it somehow. You're not allowed to enjoy your time here. Like, of I swear, if you fucking laugh, I'll just end you right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I'm used to it. All right. Let's uh, talk about nothing serious for at least a few minutes. So if you want to hear something serious, this is not probably going to be the episode. We will talk about doxing because, James, uh, you know, that's what's on everybody's mind, apparently, as much as I don't want to talk about that guy anymore. Um, 
Christmas plans. Mm-hmm. Should we talk about Christmas plans? Should we talk about our favorite Christmas toy, our favorite Christmas memory? What 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 do you think, Harry? What would be a fun topic? Um, I like the idea of like a, so you could do for like favorite Christmas toy. Maybe I don't know because like my toys are completely different than the toys everyone else would buy at this table. Okay, Sorry, why? Up there. <laughs> uh, because I have different and niche interests. Uh, yeah, tell us about Gunther's laptop. She's in what grade? Uh, she's in the fifth grade. Uh, no, sorry, she's kindergarten. Kindergarten. <laughs> and she has what on her laptop? Um, well, her school laptop has um, uh, just all that crap stuff. But on her laptop, she's got, technically, she's got VMware on it, but she's also got a... I'm in stickers. She's got Minecraft. She has a, um, what is it? Uh, she's got a Hack 5 sticker on there. She's got a Wi-Fi pineapple sticker on there. <laughs> I've got a Burp Sweet sticker on there. I've got a... a can you translate what any of that means, Paul? I, I Absolutely not. And, uh, and she's got a um, – and I sent her to school with for hat day with the Hacker Quarterly 2600 shirt uh, hat on. So Does she understand what any of that is? I doubt it. No, no. But I enjoy the idea that I'm sure like uh, the people who see her in that, that actually understand what any of this stuff means, uh, probably scared in there. But especially when they saw her uh, – because when I sent her with a Chromebook, I put my case on top of it, not their crappy case they sent home. I was like, this case is junk. <laughs> What is this Chinese made piece of junk? <laughs> what would she like to put on her laptop instead of that? Mostly Minecraft, okay. um, and or uh, Minecraft stickers, or what else she's into? Like or, uh, uh, dinosaurs. I have no idea why she's still fixated with dinosaurs, and she will correct people around them if they mispronounce a dinosaur name incorrectly. So, what did she say when you put Hacker Five? stickers on there and pineapple which is like these are obscure tech things that Ooh, animal crossing t- stickers on there too yeah okay yeah. what what did she say when you put that on there she's like thanks daddy i want more stickers <laughs> kids <laughs> are stickers awesome. she likes stickers everybody loves stickers <laughs> yeah. um uh so what like when you were a kid were you always a weirdo yeah pretty much yeah pretty much all the way through yeah like were you what kind of tech like were you always into like I, I'm not going to say obscure tech stuff because, like, when people think of tech, they think iPhones and social media. Yeah, and, yeah, that's not tech. And, yeah, and if you just game on your phone, you're not a gamer. I'm sorry. I pl- I play Angry Birds and I'm very good at it. Uh, don't let Spangle lie to you. He is a Nintendo gamer. Okay. Harry over here claiming PC Master Race over everything else. Because uh, it is our it's PC gaming Master Race. Our frames are moving at a faster pace. Okay. <laughs> Right. Too we, bad we, the games aren't developed for that, though. At work, we bought a video editing computer. Uh, Vincent, mute yourself. Um, <laughs> wow. Look, I just have... Wow, I Nintendo believe in Nintendo. sound purity. All right? Um, it's, it, it's partially that seat is because there's so much open space behind you that it picks up all kinds of room noise. Um, we built an editing computer, okay. a PC, mm-hmm. and it doesn't work. The Mac computer that is twenty from twenty thirteen works perfectly. Still. I, I've seen the people that you work with, and that makes sense. <laughs> that that's, that's, has nothing to do with it. We have professional <laughs> tech people that you've never met. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Paul. I, I'm just wondering, like, how did you botch building a PC? My stupid ass managed to build. Two. I didn't build anything, which is why I, it's not working. But yeah, it's not. 
I have no no reason to build a computer for anybody. Yeah, yeah. It, it really does sound like it's more of the um, not the machine's fault. It's uh, the person that is putting it together or trying to troubleshoot it. And the, yeah, yeah. Like I said, I've seen the people you work with. That makes perfect sense. Why? Oh, get the Apple. It just works out of the box because you don't need any knowledge. Just to hit the power button. That's so, right. Yeah. So, but it's, it's fine. W- what what kind of weird things did you ask for for Christmas? This year or, or like uh, when you were a kid? I oh. want to know like how deep because. I don't. I don't personally really feel like you're a nerd. Like you have different oh, interests than me, but like I don't. Like I wouldn't be like you're a nerd. Wow, he's making me put my nerd cred on the line. Have here. you met Harry? <laughs> Vincent, like at all? Nerd. Oh, I, absolutely. I, I'm a nerd, but, but I learned it from him. I feel like he's more of a geek. I think it's fair to say we're all nerds at this table. Probably, yes. In some sense, <laughs> like except James. James is. Uh, uh, I don't know. He's cool. Internet than goblin. That. It's fine. I have like <laughs> internet goblin. Yes. <laughs> Underneath my desk right now, I have D twenty dice and like five hundred Magic the Gathering cards. <laughs> <laughs> Sp- Spangle. Harry's literally itself. holding yeah. a book about the history of Schrodinger's cat. How okay. is he not a All nerd? Right. All right, I stand corrected. You're right. Uh, You're a nerd. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, last year for Christmas, I I put a lot of physics books onto my list because I've been waking like uh, as some people know, I get up at four a.m. Um, which everyone should do. It's awesome. It's amazing. I love it. But I get up and I read for a good 30 minutes. Good time to find read, get to do dishes. Just basically just start your day. And yeah, last year, let's say I got um, uh, six easy pieces, um, six not so easy pieces, which is great. Um, In the Search of Schrodinger's Cat, great book by John Gribson. I also recommend um, Quantum, which is also great history of uh, uh, really want to get into physics. I will. Are you? Are you? What, uh, I'm trying to blow you? my nose, so I was letting you just oh, okay. talk, talk about what. No, I didn't. You don't know what you were doing. You just reached into your no, bag. No, but I'm saying like, like when, when did all this start? When did, honestly, like real early on, because like, like all, most, all, 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 honestly, you just started to tip into um, the spectrum uh, right. as opposed to nerddom. Like, right. there's, so most kids. Um, their dads will take them to go fishing and do other different things when they um, when they're young. Not my dad. My dad woke me up on Saturday mornings to go to computer like swap me some computer shows here around Indianapolis. So I would get up early in the morning and go to computer shows and get new parts for different PCs, swap out parts that we have because back in the day, like you know, we didn't have like Newegg.com to get on stuff like like that. You know, because it, in the heyday, the internet was very very young. And then because my dad is an IT technician, um, so I'm a second generation IT person. Right. So like I've already always had computers around me. It was just something that was just around and it was almost like your legos yeah did yeah. you have your own little computer to play with and build with and screw around with yes yes i had actually uh two different computers i had like an older one and i remember upgrading my 386 to my 486 dx um then i had a couple server parts what had like two different 486 this is like board. what 90s yeah, yeah, this is still the '90s. I remember like uh, even getting like a, but because I, I used to surf the internet with a 14.4k modem, and yeah. I used to get free internet service from Kmart because Kmart <laughs> would give out the internet service, and they would put the stupid ad bar under there. But if you crashed Explorer in Windows 95, the 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 uh, it would not load the ad back again. So you purposely crash Explorer, but Explorer would crash all the time back then, and you could just surf the internet for free. So what sort of stuff did you ask for for Christmas? Uh, um, sometimes I would ask for like a faster modem or a different heatsink for the uh, or and more What's fans. a heatsink? Heatsink basically just draw helps draw heat from the uh, CPU or different pieces are on the board, mostly the CPU. 
You know? I like how Christmas became Harry teaching Spangle about about nineties tech. Yeah, or I get more RAM because I definitely always need more RAM, or I fill up with more hard drive space because unless we got the SCSI drives, because like hard drives are really small. So if you wanted to store more things, I remember saving up and or asking for like a, I got my ten gigabit hard drive. I love that little thing. Or just getting more floppy drives. Were you drives. bougie enough to have a second like phone line specifically for your modem so you yeah, weren't interrupted? We were. Uh, Hell no, yeah. No, no. That's the main reason. Like uh, I always thought I was a night owl, stay up all night, but no. It was just more of habit because when because I have three sisters, it was just staying up late so I could just use the phone line. Yeah, yeah. Ah, the war of, a, <laughs> of you just waited until they went to sleep and you actually actually had a chance to be on your internet. Correct. Well, yeah, I had a because I had a computer in my room. I remember going into school and talking about things I found online to some people, and they looked at me like I got three heads. It was like, what is the internet? What is all this? Stuff? I was like, oh. you you went to high school with Miranda, right? Correct. Yes. Were you in the yes. same grade? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What what was uh what was his reputation? Okay. Be, be honest. So And did you even know who he was? I the- I mean, I do recall him, but it's like no, honestly, the thing is, I so I had moved out and I was at like when moved out for the first time and was dating that guy, so I didn't even start high school until um halfway through my freshman year. Okay. Um because I broke up with him and moved back home. And you then, heard that right. She was 15 and moved in with the guy. I was 14 when I moved in. Oh, Jesus. So. <laughs> All right. We're not going to ask what you got for Christmas. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll go there. <laughs> no. But, um, so, yeah, I honestly, I would, and then, I mean, shit, I would go, I usually didn't make it past second period. Um, <laughs> we would just, if I, I'd find people that wanted to go smoke weed and we would go. Did you graduate? No, I didn't. Because so I got, and then I got pregnant at, at fifteen. Right. I had her at sixteen, and so I thought about trying to go back, but I, because I really do love to learn, but I, I just couldn't. There was no way. I didn't even know what I was going to do to support us or right. whatever. So that just wasn't an option. Um, but as soon as I turned eighteen, I took the test and got my GED. So did you? So you really didn't know much about Harry because you weren't around. Nobody. Or- I really didn't know anybody much from high school. I mean, more people from middle school. Because um, yeah, in high school, I just I really wasn't there much. Did you know about Miranda? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. shit. Yeah. Should I ask what her reputation <laughs> was? <laughs> oh man. Um, as a uh, nerd, uh, <laughs> and uh, um, I'm going to plead the fifth okay. on uh, on that one. Uh, I'm going to, you know. But anyways, yeah. Uh, was yeah, her I reputation did... the the girl who left at second period because she was smoking weed? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, because like uh, some of the friends I met in like doing wrestling and stuff like that. Yes, they like uh, they have smoked with uh, Miranda during school or would skip with them. And actually, the people that got me to skip the first time on my senior year, yeah, was those exact same people. Yeah. Who is it? Um, you remember um, St- uh, Stephen Stephen? Yes! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. What what do you think your reputation was? What do you think he was going to say? Oh, I mean, I don't know. I was excited to hear it. I was like, I hope it's like a hot chick situation or something. I mean, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, we, yeah, yeah, it was that. Yeah, I didn't want to do that, okay, but yeah, because but yeah. I was like, I was sorry. I was she freshman was, year, freshman she, sophomore year. She and, was what the 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 holy grail? Is that? Yeah, no. we, we would. Okay, so honestly, some of the ner- uh, some of the guys would sit there and debate like which one was hotter versus uh, Miranda and another girl whose name I'm not going to say. Ooh, no, drop it. Say the first name. No, no, first name. no. What does no. it start with? Maybe she'll know that. No, we'll talk about it off the air, off the air, off the air. No. Not, not, right. on the no. not on the record. What? Hold on, no. hold on, no. because everybody, be, really cl- everybody fr- be quiet. Got- We're gonna mute, and you're gonna no. tell her, no. and then hold on. Became, We're muted. You have to tell her the I name. Became, you know so what'd you say? I became good friends with her little brother. Who and Miranda's? So, 
No. Oh, the hot chicks. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So Miranda and this girl were in a competition for hottest girl in the group. That moment when yeah. you said that and Miranda looked into space like, all right, who had a little brother that he'd be friends with? I know, right? Do you know who it is? Watch I almost like, said his name, so numbers, she would have like, saw the numbers like, fall, like, come I mean, out of front know, of her head like the memes. I brothers. I mean, so it's like some of the... You had a hard time with some brothers? Some of the like hot chicks, <laughs> the really hot, cool chicks that I knew are like off the top of my head. They had sisters... One of them had an older brother, Chico. Anyways, uh, yeah, 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 it was, yeah. Let me just mute it again, and no. then you. All right. No. Tell tell her off here. It is crazy. We oh. should find out. I want to know. We who... we do need to take a quick break. My wife is calling, uh, and so Let's maybe the during the break you can you can wait till the facial expression changes on the yearbook. There you go. Don't worry. We're just burning money. Yes. yes, that's an angel talking on your shoulder. Listen we, to the devil. We, can, we, 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 we do we, need that check for the internet. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll apply for that grant. Yeah. Uh, get the internet draining. The thing yeah. about having in like a studio or just a podcast like network and professional, like I'm a professional podcaster and I record stuff, is you're constantly buying equipment. Mm-hmm. Like this place. So the reason it's called the Do Little Studios is thanks to Jason. You're, we're back, by the way. Yeah. Um, you, yeah. you didn't, you didn't miss anything. I just started. We were talking about something else when I started uh, rolling again. But <clears throat> it's the Do Little Studios because Jason so graciously sent us several hundred dollars for the permanent naming rights of the studio. And I wanted to buy furniture, but we never got the ability to buy like furniture and make it like. A, I'm glad we didn't do it that way, where we had like four seats. Yeah, because I think this is way better, where we can have eight people if we want. Mm-hmm. Um, but. You gotta. There's just always another mic clip, or another cord, or another mic uh, foam for windscreen, or you know, it never ends. And half this shit doesn't work after being in storage for three years, and I don't know why. But I blame mittens, uh, really. Uh, I do too. <laughs> Might so casting off mites that little. <laughs> so we st- we always have needs, and for right, I think right now we need to get some stuff on the walls to do yep. sound dampening. That would yeah. be really cool. I think that'd help. So, yeah, the, the sound quality will continue to improve. Uh, morale will not. But sound quality will always go up uh, as we continue to kind of put the pieces back. But it's so much fun to have everybody here and Christy and be together <laughs> in one place. I'm just kidding. Um, and it's great to see Miranda and James. James, um, why are you the way you are? What were you like as a kid? What did you ask for for Christmas? Um, I can remember one Christmas where like Resident Evil 2 just came out, right? And like, you know, my, my grandma's kind of religious, so she looked at the artwork on it and she's like, oh Jesus, no. That's, that's fucking violent. Literally, shit. oh Jesus, no. You know, so I'm, I'm like, you know, ready, ready for Christmas and I see some PlayStation game sized like presents, right? So I'm like, oh shit, I got fucking Resident Evil 2, dude. I'm going to blast a fucking zombie in the face. And right? you were probably like in kindergarten when you said, oh shit, fucking Yeah, dude. yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go, right? So like I opened it up and it's fucking Busby 3D and like and like at that point I hated Christmas ever since. <laughs> what is Busby 3D? It literally one of the worst, worst games. trash platforming games you've ever seen played. It's very early 3D version of a platformer, but they don't understand the the controls for a 3D platformer right. at that point. So it's like here's all these polygons and this cat platforming character and you can't land on anything so your grandma basically took the game you wanted and replaced it with something that was safe yeah it was like rated e for everyone which has been e for fucking terrible because the game was (laughs) (laughs) because like (laughs) but 
the game was so bad. Like I tried to play it a couple times. I got through like one level and it was just jank. Like the controls were jank. The video was jank. And I'm like, I'm like, Grandma, this game's kind of bad. The other game she got me was Mega Man Legends, which was pretty good, right? Yeah. But like I wanted Resident Evil 2. So it's like, you know what? Like my dad's kind of been drinking a little bit. Let's go. Let's go to GameStop real quick, right? So my dad's at GameStop and he gets me Resident Evil 2. We swap the game out, pay $20, get Resident Evil 2. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to play through it. You saw my DualShock controller running through it. But my Christmas was always like that, where it was like, I got like a bunch of stuff, but my grandma would like Jesus it up a bit. Uh-huh. And it was just disappointing. So but, you got like a Ken doll and she put it on a cross. Yeah, but she, she, she bought me anime too, because she's like, oh, he likes those Japanese cartoons, mm-hmm. right? So one time my grandma bought me Ninja Scroll, right? Because I'm like oh, no. 11 years old or something, right? Because she's like... She goes to like FYE or something. She's like, I need some anime for my kid, you know, because he watches like Sailor Moon and shit. Right. <laughs> so she gets like like Ninja Scroll and like puts it in the area. I'm like, oh, this looks cool. It's Samurai. And I'm like, holy fuck. He's just like fucking raping that girl, dude. Oh, no. <laughs> it's, it's like, I like put it in, right? And I'm like, oh, it starts out normally, just like some like Samurai walking through there. And it's like, holy fuck, they're fucking, dude. And it's like, <laughs> I'm like sitting there watching it. I'm like, okay, let's let's go on the old compact presario and see what else we got on here about this stuff. <laughs> and I'm just clicking through, right? Like, okay, what's this? What's this? What's this? And it's like, holy shit. Like this one, it's like, that's a huge fucking titties, right? And, I, and, it's, <laughs> and you're 11? I would have been normal, right? If my grandma in her Jesus fervor didn't see like, oh, this is like a cute anime title on the front. Old because hentai is deceptive. Right, uh, so it's right. it's yeah. the, the cover on it looks like a normal, mm-hmm. fun anime, but like when you put it in, it's that's like, what I oh. keep telling Paul. Yeah, Paul, Paul swears all these Asian cartoons are normal, but you see one fat set of titties at eleven, you end up like James Knees. Mm-hmm. Chris, I tell you straight up, watch whatever you want to like. If you think it's a series that a younger person that you want to gives content to watch it first because you don't want a james niece in your life we are in a full agreement on that for sure so you really think that it's the anime titties at 11 that made you this way well it was that then like my dad being like drunk every holiday so i could like (laughs) raid his wallet for stuff so like i'd raid his wallet and go like to the store and buy diablo 2 lord of destruction and stuff and then uh i had a friend like ian who paul knows ian and like he got a computer into his house, right? So, like, the reason I got banned from Ian's house on the <laughs> computer was uh, I'd go over there every day and we'd play, like, Legends of Dragoon or whatever, right? We'd right. just fuck around, like, Final Fantasy. And his mom was, like, you know, busy dating some guy. She wasn't home. But they had one family computer. And I was like, you know, like, Ian, dude, like, check out this website I found at the library, right? <laughs> at the library. <laughs> so it was like, it was some librarians, 87 years old, walking by and sees fat anime titties <laughs> and little James knees just double clicking his mouse. Like, he, he, he can validate the story. He can straight up validate the story, but it was like a listserv of like Dojin, right? So like, I'm like, yo, like, cause we watch anime, like we're running Kenshin and stuff like that. So we're going through this listserv and like came across a game called Spunky Knight, right? So Spunky Knight was a, Comic series that's kind of like ever had a grim. spunky night? Any anybody? But Can't his, talk about that, <laughs> Miranda. But his mom came home. Right? Sounds like, like the, Miranda's nickname in high school is Spunky Night. <laughs> <laughs> like she she got on the computer to do her job, right? And she typed an S for something. She's gonna go like 
you know, in the search bar to find something for her work. And she sees Spunky and she thinks it's like a Christmas gift for him. And she goes through the whole web series and she's like, that is degenerate. And she's like, Ian, who fucking showed you this? She's like, it's like fucking James did. And it's like, so I got banned from the house. I had, so I had something similar. We had the internet in 93 and we had just gotten the computer. I think we got it for like Christmas time, a gateway. Mm-hmm. And so I was always a political nerd. So I went to whitehouse.com. And we had had it maybe two weeks, and I was probably ten, maybe nine, and I, I, I'm like, type whitehouse.com, and there is a man in a bill mask fucking Hillary in the ass in a Hillary mask. It was a porn website, <laughs> and my mom walked in at that exact moment. She goes... Damn it, Mike! I told you he just watched porn on this damn thing. We have to get rid of this. <laughs> no, eventually, I did. But. but the thing is, like, the internet's not like that anymore. It's all like yeah. social media, Instagram, yeah. right? But back in the day, the wild, wild west, yeah. you can just like go to some weird ass like GeoCities or Angel website. Fire yeah, like, we were talking about shit. that last episode. How much better Web Point One was. Because you go, if you were interested in something, you could go to like Bartleby.com and just get the full text of every classic book you wanted. You know, you could just, it was just text on text as opposed to whatever we have now, which is horrible. It's still like that. Uh, the problem is a lot of you normies are on it now, mm. and you guys can't be fathomed to go to any other site besides Facebook, Twitter, but on the other sites, you guys can't go and go search for anything. That's why you guys still use your normie search engines, your normie. Use Pornhub. <laughs> if you want to see Bill, um, I'm trying again, to get, again, normie. Okay, moving yeah, on. Yeah, move, moving on. But I am trying to get all my achievements on Pornhub. I'm so close. I've got my account. I got so many achievements haram. on there. That's total haram. I, I'm achievement hunter. What? Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> I already have. I know. In yeah. more ways than yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I even got the uh, model achievement on there. I made a dollar. Okay. All right. So, so yeah. uh, <laughs> Reinhold, um, did you just get like Howard Zen books when you were a little kid or. What what kind of things were you into? Whoa, 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 whoa. When, when I was a little kid, it was a little bit different than what these guys had, where I didn't yeah. have computers and all that. Yeah. Stuff. You, you didn't have survive the winter, stuff, right? So did you? Yeah, we had, we did had you even stuff. have punch card computers back at the, back then? When when well, were you a kid? Like what home. decade? Seventies? Yeah. So I grew up in the seventies. I was born in sixty six. So I was you know raised pretty much in the seventies. Okay. Uh, and graduated in the early eighties. So when I was growing up, it was much more like you, we would have occasional electronic games to play but they were very very my like you, yeah. i don't know if you remember the old football game where yeah. you just go up yes. and down and this way right that was my favorite when i was growing up because that was just like the coolest high-tech thing we had at the time right you had crazy shit like talking to each other and yeah, books we, well and, and yeah, I, I got into books when i was a kid so i had a lot of reading and then did a lot of playing with um Erector sets and models and things like that, which who knows about erector sets these days, right? No, right. but that's how I learned how things work, how you build things. And then when I was just, you know, like 10, 11, 12 years old, um, my family decided to start building a house behind the house we had because that was the whole idea is we, the house we were living in wasn't really that great. So they want to build a new house. So right. I spent years just helping them build that house and putting, laying stone, putting up two by fours. So I was learning all of that stuff and learning how to work on cars, learning stuff that was kind of important until my senior year when we finally had personal computers at the school. Then I got one at home too because they were, Texas Instruments was getting rid of their personal computer line. So the TI-99 was out for like 50 bucks. You could get a TI-99. And it was a real basic computer. You had to program everything in, 
to save anything. You had to save it on a uh, a cassette tape, and you get to hear the uh, the sound of how that sounds when you're listening to it. Uh, but that's how you would save programs and things like that on so, there. So, so you were always into tech stuff pretty early too. Then I was always I was only into tech stuff when I was in high school. I was I was convinced I was going to go be a computer programmer. That's what I was going to do. Um, I I wanted to be an engineer. I wanted to build computers, learn how to make. Aren't computers. you kind of doing that now? Yeah, yeah. kind of doing that now. Yeah. But that's so I was going to I I was going to go to Rose Holman. I got accepted in there. Uh, then the snafu happened and, and they wanted me to go to a junior college for, for a semester and then transfer him as I didn't have physics in high school. Mm. And I was 17 and I said, screw you if you know what I mean, you know. So I well, yeah. ended up going to Ryan and having a whole thing and then joined in the Navy learning how to run nuclear power plants and then went down a whole path of working on, uh, truck fan clutches for like four or five years. Uh, cause I was good at it and I was also doing like inventory things, but, um, didn't finally get back into computers, but I was always into computers as a kid. So when, when Harry's talking about his first modem being a 14 four, I was like, my first modem was when I was 19, 20, uh, no, I was 21 when I got the first computer with a modem in it, it was 150 baud. Hmm. And the first computer, some computer I had, we were sitting there trying to figure out how to put a 10 megabit, um, hard drive attached to it through an ML, you know, to a controller. So you had to go into the debug mode and do a bunch of really esoteric stuff in there. You guys have it so much better. these days. Reinhold is a child of the bot. I'm a grandchild of the bot. Yes. <laughs> Thanks to people like Reinhold, I was able just to hook a phone line up to, and then I take the whole phone and shove it in some suction oh, cup was, thing. Oh yeah. The suction cup thing was really fun too. That was a good one. <laughs> Reinhold's probably old enough like where he was like an adult during like when, the dot com boom started to happen. Oh, yeah. It's like I just imagine him in like a Ross was, Perot shirt on a libertarian <laughs> Usenet site. You're not wrong because let me let me tell you. Um, so when when the internet thing hit, mm-hmm. when people started getting on the internet, I was doing bulletin boards myself about mm. that time. But I was already divorced after my first marriage when this happened. <laughs> so I'm I'm on the internet. I'm in Usenet groups, and I'm writing libertarian articles and stuff like that, which you can still go and search and find. My name. If you search my name in alt politics libertarian, I'm in there. I know. Um, I know. Um, <laughs> I, I have the list search from the LL2, which is a libertarian left alliance too, going back to like the 90s. You're, you're in there. <laughs> oh yeah. Did, so uh, you're you're a very intelligent person. So like, w- were you? Um, I forget. I know what I wanted to ask you. All right. So you know, we were born into the internet. You know, fairly early. I was molded by it. Right. We were kind of, you know, I'm 39, so I had, I was a teenager, so I remember like card catalogs at the library and traditional research techniques, but also like hybrid with the, with the internet. But like, was the development of the computer and the internet when you were coming up sort of like Bitcoin where people like, oh, this is a fad. This is never going to catch on because they didn't quite understand it. So they just kind of crapped on it. Or, or was it, was it very clearly like a revolution that was going to change everything? Well, I saw it as a revolution that's going to change everything. There's a lot of people who just thought that computers are for work. You don't, you know, why do you have one in your house? You don't need one in there. Um, I remember famously John Dvorak said that why would anybody use a mouse? That was the stupidest thing ever. Um, and so when I, like when I was growing up though, it was, you couldn't find information like you do now. Like I, yeah. I wanted to learn something. I had to go to the library, 
or, or some other place like that and, and search through things and do research and find a book that might have something in there, read through the whole. It was a Librarians pain. used to know things other than yeah. pronouns, Paul. It, it used to be such a pain, but <laughs> when if I didn't know, so like lear, learning what I wanted to do for the rest of my life or what was as a career, I, was, I lived in a small country town. I didn't, you know, we had like a couple, like 30 people in my graduating class, 30, 40 people. So wow. it wasn't like we had access to, you can do all of this stuff. It was just, you had like five things. Most of the people there were just going to go into the, take over the com- the family farm right. and move on. You know, they, they, it wasn't a lot of, you know, a lot, a lot of research where I could just go and say, Hey, these are all the things I could do. Here's a whole YouTube video series on how this works and what kind of job this is and what kind of job that is. So I kind of had to kind of figure it out. And it's, it's, I, I envy everybody who didn't have to worry about that. They yeah. come up with, with all of this information right at your fingertips. It's, amazing. I don't know. I feel like that's sort of overwhelming for kids today that there's like, you almost people almost I don't remember this being the case as a kid because you went to the grocery store whatever the grocery store had you bought it now it's like we're almost paralyzed by choice there's there's yeah. so much choice. I mean I can see that but also remember when I was growing up one and this is the thing I think is the greatest thing about the internet is that I grew up in you know a small country town and a lot of those people are a certain way right you know so you I were wasn't not that popular way. in high school. I was not popular in high school. I was beat up a lot. It was a <laughs> whole thing. But I was um I was into things that nobody else liked. So I'm like thinking I'm the only person who's who likes this stuff. I, I feel like that's very formative information, Harry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes <laughs> it, perfect sense. But, <laughs> but when you get out when you get to the internet and you can find out that there's a whole community of people yeah. who are like you that you can go, Oh, I'm not alone. I'm not you know, there's not something wrong with me. I'm just different than yeah. these people. So that I happen to be born or live next to, right? So finding that out was a huge mind shift when that when that happened. <laughs> Would you, you say a- you got essekied into like this reality? Because it's like, like you know, <laughs> nerd gets bullied in high school, like leaves town, you know, and goes into the world of like libertarian Usenet groups and Ross Perot, yeah, like I mean, transfer. I, I was defending Ross Perot for years, and then I finally decided that was waste of time but um that that's kind of the track it was just that i was kind of like an outcast for a long time so i'm looking at different ways to so i'm seeing i'm seeing things in a different light than a lot of people on it my early involvement in the internet when it was still just bulletin boards and CompuServe, it wasn't really what it is now <laughs> um it was hard it was still kind of difficult to get into stuff but when you did it was amazing when you find yeah. a bulletin board that had some fun stuff i used to be on this thing called the rhyme network where it was, you would download all the mess- these messages. You respond to the ones you wanted, wanted to. It'd create a file. You upload it back up. They would, they would combine them together and send them out. And then you'd get a new batch the next day. And that's how we communicate. It wasn't like real time communications at, at that time. So that's where I learned writing about politics and that news groups, news groups and things like that. That's where I started writing. And that's, I've been doing that ever since. Miranda, I know you had, um, let's call it an esoteric childhood, an eclectic, uh, but like, was there a toy or an interest that you had as a kid that you were just like really into that you were excited that you got one year? Well, I mean, I loved Barbies, so I, I wanted Barbies every year. Um, and, but I do remember when I got my Sega Genesis, oh my God, <laughs> I loved it. I would play Sonic. Um, 
Oh gosh, I had a few different like. Oh, I had this like little the sprite, the little seven. Oh, oh the, the seven, seven up, up guy. Yeah, yep, game. I had that seven yeah. up game. That was cool fire. Spot. Cool spot. It was cool spot. Yes, just silly stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I like. I mean, I was just on my own most of the time as a kid, so I like to just play with my Barbies. I like to ride my bike, go on little you know like mm. adventures. I usually took my Barbies with me. Oh, um, <laughs> that's probably why I got a boob job. <laughs> <laughs> See, big titties shaped my childhood too. All of us, I think, were shaped by big titties. Everybody right? loves big titties. That's true. That's true. Christy, Everybody. you have big titties. I mean, they, how did they shape your childhood? Wow. <laughs> I was just sitting here looking at your big titties. <laughs> Very good, Miranda. So, like, did you did you have like a bunch of friends, or were or were you just sort of no. you said you're isolated? So, like. Where where'd you grow up? Like apartments or house or what? Apartments. Yeah, my grandparents had an apartment. Um over it used to be Westlake apartments and now it's like oh, yeah. a bullet they've added okay. something to it. But um God, yeah, no. I it's just weird. I had such a strange like upbringing too, so it's like yeah, I really didn't have a lot of friends. Um How how did that all kind of like when you were raising your daughter? Did you intentionally kind of think, I'm going to do these things differently because of the way that I was raised? Oh, for sure. That's what shaped, I mean, a lot of the things I did. I didn't even necessarily know what I was doing, but I kind of used those things as a guide, just things that I wanted that I didn't have or things that, you know, maybe stood out to me. So, yeah, that's why when she was ready to start school, I moved to Fishers. I wanted her to go to, you know, Hamilton Southeastern School District, whatever. Um just things like that, you know, I don't know. It's just weird things that I tried to do. And it's funny because when it's happening, you don't really know if it matters or mm-hmm. if they care or what, you know, and also she hated me for so many years. So I was like, ah. but now it's like she, those memories like still stick with her. And like, so even with the Christmas baking and this stuff, it's like, yeah, she just, she really enjoys like those memories that of the things that I tried to do for her childhood, I guess. What are some of those things? Decorating for the holidays, you know, just, the things that I guess were pretty <laughs> like cookie cutter for me, like as far as like, you know, I don't know, things you would see on TV or thing. Cause again, I really didn't have a lot of like, I guess social, you know, interaction or whatever as my, with my own childhood. So it was just like the things that I thought were important, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Did you play Alter Beast? Alter Beast? No. All right, so Alter Beast was like a game on Sega, right? Where you started as like a normal dude, and you get like a power-up, so you get like swole. Then you get like swoller, and then you turn to a fucking furry, right? And oh, you shit. Blast shit. Like, it was like a super fun game, because you turned into like a wolf man. And then like, yeah. there's a lot of fanfic about it, when you go oh, look up God. Alter Beast fanfic. Oh, Disgusting, don't go there. The, the so. fact that you went to that part of it, it was a side-scrolling beat-em-up. It was a fun, actual game, and then Nice made it degenerate, like he always does. <laughs> the closest thing I had to probably being like a cool game like that would be uh, Beavis and Butthead to America. Yeah. Yes. You also had that yeah. Ronald McDonald game where you collected the gems and you kind of like... No. Fucking, yeah, McDonald's gave like a Sega game. They made their own Sega game where it's like you got to play Ronald McDonald and you went around collecting gems while freeing like the fucking Grimace, right? So I played that like 30 times where like I freed the Grimace. And it's like, oh, Grimace, you're free. So is the Hamburglar and these fucking Fry Kids, you know what I mean? It's like, whatever. <laughs> It'll play this whole game. I, yeah. I remember... Um, yeah. I had like the, uh, the Sega version of the Game Boy... Game was it Game, game Gear? Gear? The yes. Game Gear, and I had wow, a, I had privilege. racing games. Oh. Yes. <laughs> I had a Game Boy too. The, the um, Game Gear, the oof. battery killer that lasted for like two hours <laughs> on a full new set of batteries. I loved that thing. I still had it. The, the cool one of the coolest gifts I ever got 
was a portable television. It was like mm-hmm. a little handheld TV. The screen was like yeah, ten inches by ten inches. It was tiny. <laughs> But I, I watched the invasion of Iraq on that. Oh. I still had it in 2003, and I took it to work to watch the uh, the shock and awe. Yeah. I think I think those are, I, 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 go ahead. Eric. I was going to say those have gotten more popular now because people are building them into cyber decks. Yeah. Which if you want a good time sink, get on Reddit, go to our cyber deck, and uh, you know re- watch people build computers out of uh, old machines to make like that cyberpunkyish little fun thing. I think the my favorite one I've seen so far was a VGA cabled uh, uh, keyboard. Which is really neat. So yeah. yeah, I don't know. So like, I had a good childhood, and then my parents got divorced when I was fifteen, and everything kind of fell apart. And I think when you, I don't know how many of you are from divorced homes or from like, let's say, alternative families like Miranda uh, and I. Like, Christmas is like I have a lot of good memories, but like Christmas, it, it all distills down into Christmas. There's something about Christmas as a kid. Like my happiest memory in life is like the fire going, the tree lit up, mm-hmm. my family's watching like a Christmas show. Mm-hmm. We're all together in the same room. You know, I remember my mom probably like scratching my head, like just that warm feeling of just happiness and togetherness kind of before that feeling of disintegration, right? Like mm-hmm. there's something about Christmas where I think especially if you're from a family that's you know, not together, you really like appreciate that more than anything else. I don't know. Does, were, were your parents together, Christy? Or, uh, it's kind of a weird story. My dad moved away. They didn't get divorced. Uh, for, he moved away to find better work or whatever because he had an army buddy down in the south. So he moved 500 miles away from us. And that was probably when I was in high school and I have two younger brothers. So that was kind of weird. And then, Around my college graduation is when they had the big fight and filed for divorce. So mm. <laughs> good times. But good d- times. like this Christmas kind of stand out to you too? Yeah, a little bit. Um, normally now I only have one parent left. So we do Christmas normally on Christmas day this year with my nephew being divorced and kids and different things. We're doing it at noon on Christmas Eve. So that's kind of weird. But. Yeah. <laughs> Vincent, you shook your head about Christmas and your different oh, yeah. family. So my parents got divorced when I was 13. Okay. So before that, every holiday we would end up spending it with my mom's family because my dad's family lives in Kentucky for the most part or right on the border of Kentucky. Which is how you're related to Harry, right? Is is that the same family? <laughs> my no. my dad's family? No, no, no. 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 Okay. No. Right. We, my, wow. his wife, wow. his wife is my cousin. Okay. All right. So that's how But that but then on your side that's my his mom, wife is your my mom's, mom's sister's daughter. Okay. All right. Yeah. So for me it's more of that but we also had a technically had a blended family cuz my mom had my older brother uh like 7 years before me and my I was my dad's first child. So there was a lot of issues that came up with the fact that my brother was technically not our was not my dad's so there was a point where we went down for to see his family on christmas and they gave me and my sister gifts but not my brother oh that's shitty so we never went back there for christmas so there's that (laughs) so it's more of like before especially before my my grandma passed most christmas was we all go to my grandma's house and we do stuff there and you could definitely tell when 
things started to spiral out of control because you could start seeing how the toxic threads of my grandma spread out onto everybody. Mm. And then the moment that she's not there, everybody kind of just did their, did their own thing. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of that kind of that, that weirdness. Sure. That in my happened family. with us where it was, you know, from when I was 13, my grandparents got in a fight. So we stopped seeing my dad's family. My dad's great grandparents died and they're the ones that got everybody together. So we stopped seeing everybody on my dad's side within a year and on my mom's side, my grandpa died. The family got too big. They stopped getting together. So, And then my parents divorced. So it was like in a year and a half, my nuclear and extended family just disappeared. So it was like Christmas specifically, Thanksgiving and Christmas Day became like these treasured memories. And still to this day, like I get very um, nostalgic about Thanksgiving because it's like going to those families where even if it was a bunch of like crazy people, it was it was everybody was together. Mm-hmm. You know, and as you kind of get older, especially in your 20s, you don't have that. Like, nobody gets together as much. Now Now that we all kind of have kids, we're all, like, a little bit more in, intentional about it. But, yeah, I mean, Christmas was, like, that thing that kind of held everything together and where everybody at least tried, Vincent. That, you, you'd think that? There, there are definitely <laughs> times where they attempted to, but there's plenty of times where my family just didn't try or they didn't care. Uh, I could definitely tell my own disinterest in Christmas slowly started to build throughout the years, mm. especially like when, when you start going to your family for Christmas and you realize, Oh, all these people here really hate each other, but they don't want to say anything. Right. And you can just feel the tension. So half of the Christmas was me and Harry sitting in a corner talking about video games and comic books, because that was the only way for that, that those days went by at a decent rate. You and Lacey have been together a long time. So like, how old were you when you first met Harry? Oh, three. Yeah. So, I was born in 94, so, so nine. Age. <laughs> nine. Yeah, so he was pretty influential on you then. I mean, well, we we talked about this on one of the episodes of Low Key Wall. If I don't you, listen. If you, if you watch, <laughs> I don't we actually listen. had a full conversation in which Harry was speechless because we talked about that. There are many for a while. hundreds of thousands more listeners. Wow. Yes, well, yes. That's yes, a future yes. number three episode, uh, show on the network. That's now. right. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So repeat, wow. repeat it just for the people who haven't heard it. Well, basically, for the most part of my life once i hit about 13 especially after the divorce and my parents it was my parents divorce and i was moving to a new area where i knew nobody because we moved up from from the ips schools and i moved up here to go to lc and then also i had just ended the my first ever relationship i ever had when i was 13 and i was just kind of like adrift in high school and then it just so happened i lived in the same complex is harry and Lacey. oh cool and that they ended up where when i when harry's like i'm gonna do something he just grabbed me and we just did stuff were you like this child is sad and needs a role model or what like yes were, <laughs> were, were you just sort of were you like because i would probably would have been the same way i've been like i feel bad for vincent i'm gonna draw him in and, and help him out or what it, yeah, it was more like he was this this sad kid, and I know that he needed help. I know, and I felt like, for lack of a better term, like not try to help fix the situation that it is, at least make it not so mm-hmm. crap or miserable, miserable, shitty. And, yeah, 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 and get him and get him out of the house. You're not just sitting mm-hmm. in it and yeah. just go off and do something. And I like having people around me. I yeah, you know, I collect people like I collected Paul. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> By the way, Paul, thanks for being here today. Yeah. yeah. No <laughs> All right, Harry, go ahead. <laughs> you know. It, oh. 
Gotta catch them all. <laughs> Are you Pokemoning right now? No. Okay. That's what, sure. what, what, why, what are you watching? No, he's what playing different else. He's playing different <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, This is why I don't call on you. Leave. You're not paying attention. Leave. I am paying perfect attention. The ADHD is strong. <laughs> yep. Uh, so Adderall has run out of the cookies. <laughs> but, but yeah. uh, all right. Let's, let's end with doxing. Is doxing free speech? Yes. Harry, what do you think? Okay, so um, technically doxing... Define doxing, please. Uh, for, doxing is posting someone's information on where they are in real... T- you know, Basically real time. Where are they? So like posting, like if you posted Spangle's address or you posted um, like a, this is where something is, it, especially with malicious intent. You know, and someone, someone, someone even put out there. So like if you... It's not doxing if someone goes like, hey, I have a business. They put that information out there and you're just kind of sharing that around. That's not doxing. But if like Chip is saying that, hey, this is where Spangle is living. This is the, you know, this is the apartment that he lives lives out there in does Bloomington. The, does the this malicious is, where in, is there malicious intent part of doxing or is if I say Harry lives at X Y and Z street in X Y and Z and I I'm accidentally tweeting it instead of texting it. Yeah, you technically just doxed you. Okay. The, the, the intent's not there because trying to prove malicious intent or something like that was very, very difficult. Um, but, um, but the, the idea of just posting, you know, someone's pub, actual public information out there. Okay. But public information means that it's open to the public, right? Well, it depends. Sometimes well, when people because like yes the, the thing, no. the, the reason, like the Musk plane is public information, even though he does pay for a private service to, he pays the government to keep that information private. Mm-hmm. It's, and they don't do a good job of it, but all plane traffic is public knowledge. And so he pulled everybody off of Twitter. So the Santa tracker, that's gone. It's off of Twitter as of yesterday. Um, and he, he got on a Twitter spaces. Journalists were talking about that move. And he got on the Twitter spaces and said, you're all not special. I'm going to treat you with the same rules. I don't care if you're reporting on it, but you shared their information. That's doxing. So mm-hmm. you're all going to get banned, too, because I'm going to treat you like everybody else, which is yes. not necessarily treating because anybody who ever retweeted it should have gotten banned. But he specifically went after these journalists. So he's just mad because when you look at where his flights go, right? So. He was at Epstein Island like 12 times in a year, which really? that makes you look bad. You know what I mean? Right. Especially to the people you're trying to cultivate on your Twitter. This has specifically bugged him. The, this yeah. plane tracker thing has been on there for yeah. a while. Also, he, he's had extended plane trips to Southeast Asia, specifically the Philippines. Mm. Now, if you're a wealthy white man, like the reason you go to the Philippines isn't due to business, right? I'm not building a factory in like Jakarta, you know, for example. Uh, I'm going to the Philippines because the age of consent in the Philippines is 12, and there's a huge, like, free prostitution sex ring in the Philippines. Oh, we can't and know. And you like lady boys. Well, yes. we can't know any of that about. I'm not saying he does it. I'm not saying he does it. It's just very suspicious. Yeah. When you're parked in the Philippines for weeks at a time, or you're parked on Epstein Island like 12, 13 times, especially when the people you try to cultivate are the people that are the same exact people that will fry a democratic politician for being at Epstein Island. So why, why, do, why would I want that information published where it says, I don't like the Clintons because Bill goes to Epstein Island two times a year when Elon's been there 12 times a year. Right. So it makes you look like a hypocrite. So there was like an a- alleged attack on his kid, mm-hmm. and he posted video of it um, where there's like a strange guy who he didn't take the video, but I think the driver, somebody took the video 
and they had followed the kid his kid's car mm-hmm. and he had like a black mask on and a white Honda and was you know so they got the license plate and he put that out there and he doxed the person who was following his kid which okay uh I understand and then you know has sort of framed it as this was an assassination attempt we'd have to buy his framing of it there's no police report filed we also know that he lied about his kid dying in his arms. Like, I don't find him to be a very trustworthy individual. Um, but was that, that is the, that is why we're talking about doxing because there's been a big debate amongst people. Is doxing free speech? Because if you dox on Twitter now, he's kind of retroactively applied the terms of service and removed selectively a group of individuals, aka journalists. Which is the exact same thing that pissed us off about the old regime, Jack's Twitter. Uh, now, it's his property. He can do whatever he wants to do, so it really doesn't matter. But, um, you know, I think doxing, it raises an interesting question because, like we've talked about in terms of free speech, like mm-hmm. property rights trump speech rights. But in the case of speech rights, where does, you know, any kind of sex work, any kind of conspiracy theory mongering, any kind of uh, hacking, any kind of doxing, any kind of racist content, these are technically free speech. If you're a free speech maximalist, as Elon has claimed, you would be in favor of allowing those things on your platform. Um, I don't know that many of those things are are like, I wouldn't want to be doxed. I wouldn't dox Harry. I don't think that that's an appropriate way to... You like exist in a in a political society, but is it free speech to dox Terry? Um, it is free speech to dox somebody. It is completely free speech. But the thing is, like uh, like I was trying to say in the last episode, is that no one is a true free speech absolutist. There are things that people don't want to speak of, don't want out there, and we have laws even against that. We're not in, even the United States is not a free speech absolute. I mean, if you think about it, fraud is free. Is, a right, free yeah. speech issue it's a limitation on free speech because you can lie to somebody about what you're selling them you know but that's illegal to do correct that yeah. still is, is speech right right so. yeah yeah so we have it's okay to have limitation but we also say like doxing does have something now it's the world where just man can this person afford to have security probably not because he's not really rich he's rich on paper and he's a, he's a scumbag but um the <laughs> but doxing is dangerous and People have been uh, accosted, having to pay for security. We've had YouTubers who have had like SWAT teams show yeah, up at their houses because of swatting attempts in the middle of even their live streams. Yeah, that's exactly what I was in the you know with doxing is that doxing. Yes, it is public information, but there's a lot of people that are, that have private lives behind their personas a lot of like mm-hmm. online personalities especially people that don't show their face or purposely don't go out of their way to show who they are or where they're at and then you use their public information to blackmail them going like hey i know you are behind this vtuber model that streams and gets millions of dollars i want you to pay me or i'm going to release you who you are and mm-hmm. where you live to all these people, and they're going to show up at your house and do terrible things. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's technically extortion. Yeah, it's so not a new thing. Blackmailing is, yeah. is, yeah. is definitely mm-hmm. illegal and should be, but it's like, I don't know, even if you're a YouTuber, I'm like nobody, and yet I have, I do not have the luxury of feeling like I have privacy 
So I'm just like, you know, on it, I just don't. And I'm really, nobody in this room does. If anybody wants to find something out about any one of us, they're going to find that out, especially mm-hmm. if they're smart enough and have resources yeah. and especially a motive to use them. So I just don't, I'm like people that want to whine about their lack of privacy and woody woo, especially when they're putting their self out on the internet. I'm just like, suck a fat dick. That, that kind of leads to why I wanted to talk about this and invited James here because you made the comment yesterday in the Facebook group that doxing, it, people don't like doxing. Why? Well, like normal people probably don't have a problem. They might get irritated by it, right? But like if most of us put where we work online yeah, or exactly. we put out information. Exactly. Like, you know, even, even like on Facebook, you'll make an event. You're like, Hey, come to my house, party at Jeremiah's house. Everybody knows where Jeremiah lives because of that. So it's like normal people don't have a problem with giving out their information freely and they don't have a problem with like other people posting. It's like, where's Jeremiah? Live? Oh, yeah, over here. You know what I mean? And that's just because there's no real impact to what they do in their daily lives like jeremiah even chris and harry they can live their whole lives and not have like a major impact where they're going to get like reviled for something they do or say the people that have a problem with their information being posted tend to be people that have hot takes problematic people exactly so it's a problem if biden for example his personal address gets looked out or like pelosi's address gets looked out because the guy got hit with a hammer in the face because of that yeah, but what and, hap- what about gamergate when they were releasing all this information about famous celebrities who are trying to fight against the whole mess and then now they've got people camped on their doorsteps and well that, or we find out after the fbi report that was like a, that was junk that was like little kids you can read the gamergate it's FBI a, report. It's the, re- the reason the plain thing and doxing specifically bothers the right to kind of james's point is that the dominant culture the predominant culture in society a taylor lawrence can go in the New York Times or the Washington Post and put people's information that opens them up to attack or let's all go protest outside of Brett Kavanaugh's house and scare the crap out of his kids. And that's acceptable. But then when it's the shoes on the other foot, this is just, this is horrible. This is horrible. Like, and so conservatives have been really pushing on Twitter forever to deal with doxing. Because right wing people keep getting doxxed and they don't like it and they don't feel that they're being there. It's like they probably did, but not at the level that they'd like. It's the same with like the child porn stuff. Twitter, of course, was going after child porn, but you know, even Elon Musk is now pretending that they didn't. It's, well, it's, well, it's, well, it's Reinhold first and then James. Just, this, I, I just want to diffuse the notion that, oh, the right, the right wing was trying to fight against doxing for years. No, they weren't. They were doing doxing. But that's they the tip for Ted. That's but I know, and I get no, no. It's, it's the, the go ahead, Mer. Oh, that's the hypocritical nature of the yeah. fucking right wing and the conservatives. It's mm-hmm. it's okay for me to do it, but it's not okay for you, and I'm going to dictate. It's just that both sides are hypocritical on this. Absolutely, James. It, it's it's the way the right handles it is they like to be able to say what they want to say on social media, right? With like no repercussions because it's me on like a Facebook on a sock account. So if I want to sit here and just say as many slurs as I can churn out and just like bully people online as much as you turn out, the reason they hate doxing is because let's say I have a sock account and I'm going to like some random person's like account that is like political. And I'm just going to say the N word as many times as I can to the guy blocks me to make a new sock account and do it again. If someone finds out that's me, and sees I work at Eli Lilly, you know what I mean? Now, it's like, I can't do that anymore because they're going to 
screen cap this, send that to my employer, and my ass is going to get fired because of my behavior online. And that's that's a real threat to them, which is the only threat you have in a digital world where harassment is tolerated. Like, you can't do it in real life. I can't go up to Paul and bully Paul in real life because Paul can call the cops and get a restraining order on me. He can do all his remedies for that. There's no remedy for it online from a faceless sock account that's going to bully you online. So as long as that's the case, doxing is a somewhat acceptable form to get people to stop the online harassment. That's why I, I advocated before, like, Korea... When you log into a gaming server in Korea, you have to put your national ID into their database. Mm. So when you're being toxic in Korea, basically telling people to go kill themselves in a video game, that's logged into your account, and they have actions they can do to you. So it's like, I'm in a League of Legends match as a Korean. I threaten somebody in like a League of Legends match because dude's throwing mid lane. They can actually go to the police and have actions put against me. But that doesn't happen in America. You log on any game servers or online service in like America, you'll just get harassed endlessly and there's no recourse because everybody's anonymous now there's people like like liberty advocates that don't want like a national monitoring system on the internet where like you could be in a video game with me you could be like sea dog 327 you call me a or something right and just harass me over that like endlessly i wish you wouldn't dox me here like yeah. this but okay yeah. but like i don't have a recourse because i don't have a national identity but like yeah. if that's logged into like a, a, a system that i know you are chris spangle I can go there and file a restraining or a lawsuit for like defamation, all sorts of stuff, and actually punish you for that. So, like the reason doxing exists in that culture is because we don't have a way to punish sock accounts or like online personalities without actually like revealing their real life information to get them to stop. Now, is it okay for like to harass people like that aren't really doing anything because you don't like them, like swatting them? No, but is it good if like someone's like a really terrible person online that kind of like a hate mongers or sort of like does like harassment campaigns to kind of drop their information there. Like if there's like a hacker or something doing like a lot of damage to financial services or like hackers doing damage to normal people, credit card scamming. Like there's those call centers in India that they'll dox them all day. Yeah. This dude's stealing money from you. This is who this is. Like that's the good nature of it's, it's a, it's a gray area. All right, I, so- I heard, hold on. I want to like add on to that before you may tip it somewhere else. I heard a comedian talking about Kanye West, and he was a friend of Kanye. There was a falling out. They got into a fight. I don't remember his name. But he argued, and the video may be out there if you look this up, he argued that Kanye wanted white speech. And what he meant by that is that in the 1960s, you could walk down the street and see a black person or any person of color and look at them and call the N-word, them the N-word, and nothing would happen to you. So you, you literally had unfettered speech where you could say whatever you wanted to groups of people with zero consequences. And that is what so many, like what Kanye West was specifically fighting for was not free speech, but white speech in the way that it was framed, you know, pre 1970s when all of a sudden now Black Panthers could show up and, and beat the, the crap out of you. And I think there, there is some shape to that when you have conversations with people in our circles, in libertarian circles, in right-wing circles, I mean, I do consider myself a part of the right wing. It, that is what it feels like. It feels like they want the ability to do what James is talking about. I want to say whatever I want to say. I don't want my job to be affected. I don't want people showing up at my house. And that's just not how the real world has ever worked. Like that is, it's, it, sh- it shouldn't work that way. Like there, there are some things that if you say these things, if you say anti-Semitic things, you're going to lose your job or you're going to suffer some consequences. And the, I'm just asking questions, man. Why are there some questions we can never ask? 
it, it it's that's not the same as free speech. So I, I, I don't know. Does anybody have any problems with that? Or does anybody hear in that something that's... Absolutely. Okay. We've had decades of this type of problem, and I can't believe no one ever sat back here and saw any of this crap. Name, no, name the problem. Hold on, hold on. Name no. the problem. We've had this problem even in the 90s. Rush Limbaugh's had this problem. When people would call what, up what his problem? advertisers and yell at him, take okay. clips out of context, and get him advertisers to drop out. The same thing has happened to people on the right, libertarian spaces and stuff like that, will have political commentary. People will get a hold of their business names and then find them and just like, no, they said this on the podcast. Oh, They'll take a segment of a podcast out of you know out of context, send it. The, the business freaks out and then just fires the person. No, Rush so, Limbaugh, his entire career was basically ruined by the Sander Fluke thing, because groups had organized and started calling all of his advertisers. They got so well organized that they started calling local stations advertisers. Mm-hmm. And so you could go to a spreadsheet and see everybody that advertised on Rush Limbaugh's show on WIBC, and they'd call Sullivan's Hardware and this heating and cooling place, and they would they would harass them with hundreds of phone calls. So they dropped them, and finally stations across the country could no longer monetize Rush's show, mm-hmm. and he was ended up on an AM. And, and that's where people on the right, James, feel that it's lopsided. In that, uh, well, the, hold on, hold on. I, we know what you're going to say. I want to hear what James is going to say. <laughs> no, uh, but it, it, why can't Rush Limbaugh say what he wants to say? Because even if he uh, he's he's saying what a majority of people think, and sometimes people like Media Matters will take something and make it racial or take it out of context, and it's not. Well, Harry said it goes back a long time, too. It's not like in like the Middle Ages that you could be on the town square and say what you want without a posse of people in your town putting you onto a stake, right? It's just like, it's always been the case. Even outside of politics, you know, even in like, even trailer park politics, right? Where it's just like, you know, talk shit, get hit. If you're running your mouth at the trailer park, eventually some dude's going to hear it down the lot and run over to your house and beat your ass in your front door. Mm-hmm. That's it's always been human nature. Yeah, but what if I what if I think that masks don't work and people went way overboard on the effectiveness of masks, and then all of a sudden you're removed from the public square because you're saying something that is fundamentally true, but the the larger cultural conversation doesn't agree. But that's, that's always been the case. You could say stuff that's true in the Middle Ages, although the Earth actually revolves around the sun. You know, It's like it's not just common knowledge now, but you could but say something like that. Just because that state exists, it doesn't mean that it's right. But, it, 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 but you're trying to frame it as like it's a right or wrong thing, but it's just like the nature of humans that... When we do something, we are automatically repulsed or attracted to certain ideas or certain speech or certain things we do. So as long as you say something yeah, that's somewhat controversial or something that someone's going to disagree with it, they're going to be upset about and they're going to try to rally other humans to kind of counteract your point. Whereas, like, I don't like what Chris is saying, but some dude on the Internet's like, oh, I don't like Chris either. Then you kind of gang up. Like, you see that in the Fickertarians group all the time. They're right, just- but the point of open speech and holding those values is that you – sunshine gets you better results having these conversations you're more likely to make someone less racist by having them in the public square and having those dialogues with them like like there there are moderating influences like rush limbaugh would apologize for things when he went too far right Mm -hmm. there are there are forces harry that that when it's an open dialogue as opposed to 
canceling people or just shutting them down that all of a sudden that becomes a problem. Harry then Reinhold. Yeah, and it's just more of just it's the lying on people and getting people go because everyone hears about the major cases of the big celebrities, but they don't hear about like the small different people that say something they get too big, slightly too big than just a normal person, and they can just end up losing their job and just ruining families' lives. Because majority of men are the primary breadwinner of their family, and they can get kind of hot on a mic sometimes and say something. If they lose their job, you can interact an entire family. Whether that's right or wrong of what he said or who this person is, that is what's happening. Okay? And, and they just don't no one wants to think about these people. So like that's why collectively we have had this conversation that doxing is wrong and you yes you can probably find the information of it yes i know how to go through someone's instagram account download other pictures and get the metadata out of and find these freakers but i gotta go do something about it I what about reporting on those there. people what what about reporting on those people when you go to report on somebody mm-hmm. like they're doing that i what do you mean when, like so, i'm not like like see what like, tmz so these, is wrong the idea that tmz goes like they're here at this shop and showing photos paparazzi that stuff is wrong you know you know, I almost said Princess I, Diana, but I know. But I'm watching Reagan and I are watching the <laughs> Harry and Meghan documentary, and mm-hmm. like, you watch it and you just go, these people are doing these paparazzi's are doing nothing illegal. They're they're not even really being unethical. It's just that they are hounding them to death mm-hmm. that they can't they can't yeah. like in, in a way that it's just it's gross. Yeah. Why do you think Chappelle is out in the middle of Ohio? Right. <laughs> All right, Reinhold. So where where's the limits between? So yeah, there are consequences to extreme speech, but we're almost in a place where both sides are not allowing even moderates to have moderate opinions before we start shutting each other down. So that's the real problem. The thing is, is I hear I hear a lot of people complaining about all the right is getting shut down, but they forget the hundreds of years where it was the other people that were doing. I mean, that's you, not true. Commies aren't people. There was, there was no true. red scare. There was no uh, okay. commies aren't people. But there, down. there, there were, were entire like comedians during the red down. scare. The FDR was president. Woodrow Wilson was president. Like that is not a conservative. The, the person like doing you, it was you a say this all the time, and you're you're historically inaccurate I, when you say it. Really, the moral majority didn't happen. The people like yeah, and there uh, was tons Monty of counterbalance wasn't a, to wasn't, that. Had had to hide because of their assassination attempts against them. All. But that, that doesn't happened. mean that the entire predominant culture was right wing. That's not how it no, ha- has that. worked. I'm just saying that this happened. This has always happened that there's been people who want to silence speech or thoughts or anything that they don't like, and they gang up and group up together and do what's called cancel culture today has been a part of society forever. Right, but it's like what he was saying. He was like in the town square in the 1600s. But it always existed as sort of a cute way of saying, I don't want to get involved in the debate and fight for people that I don't like. Well, that's, no, that's was, how it's always they been. They literally mailed people bombs in the 70s, Spangle. Like, but that's, there was a I don't like your speech having an explosive in the post. Right, right. which right. is. Uh, a violation of people's rights. Don't you to talk live. about Uncle Ted like that. Don't you dare talk about Uncle Ted. <laughs> but, here, but here's my thing on all of it. Those people are ex- on the extremes. Yeah. The, the whole thing is, is that there's a value to some of this stuff, and then there's a misuse of some of this stuff. So there's there's kind of a valued like, cancel culture started, and I can go through a whole history lesson on that. But uh, uh, hold on. All right. Let me let me set the the shape of the debate. Your uncle thinking that Barack Obama is not a citizen. At the time, you could say whatever you want. They weren't moderating political speech. 
But these companies have now would work themselves into this is a dangerous racist trope that is going to get people killed, specifically Barack Obama, and we need to take off speech that talks about Barack Obama's birth certificate. We are we are 10 years down the road, and they are now proactively removing opinions that they don't like at these companies, be it Elon Musk's right-leaning views or Facebook's left-leaning views. And I, I, I don't know why we would argue for, well, you know, there's consequences to saying that he's uh, not a real citizen, and so fuck that guy. When he's not hurting anybody, he just has a wrong opinion. James? I mean, it's... Uh, people don't really like... People love the idea of freedoms, right? But they don't really like freedoms. Like, for example, when you say, like, I'm going to ban this speech because I don't like this speech, people try to do that all throughout history. You've never seen, like, a maximalist like Elon said he is. Like, I'm a maximalist on this freedom. Like, that's never been the case. Like, deep down, like, most people have limits and most people when those limits are breached they will get emotional they will act because people like to think of humans as like robots like a lot of libertarians like to think of them as robots they're rational beings but humans are very irrational humans are very impulsive humans do totally cruel things without even thinking about how cruel the things are because their natural behavior is always the defensive self that includes my ego that includes how i behave my lifestyle so when something happens or speech happens that they disagree with that threatens the way they think or way they espouse their views, they're always going to try to reactively say, I would like this removed because I don't like it. I want these people removed from my building because I don't like these people. Like it's throughout human history we behave like that. So human beings, despite how we want freedom, we want to be free to do what we want. We sort of crave authority to some extent that we want some higher power, be it a court or government, even like religion to some extent, to sort of set rules and parameters and boundaries, morals, right, wrong, good, bad, so we can behave ways that don't offend us the most. So like if I was a maximalist, a full on like everything goes, there, there's never been a society. That. The only way you get that is by going out into the woods and living by yourself to do what you want to do. The moment you interact with somebody else, their values and what they believe is right and wrong come into play. And if you disagree, it might be a, a civil disagreement or it might be full-blown violence. You know, some people are so strongly in their convictions that they will really fight you on a drop of a hat over shit you say. Can you fix that with human behavior? No, because you're, you're still monkeys. You know, you're still apes. And apes behave like apes do. Like, eventually, someone comes into their territory too long or they stay too long, you're throwing shit and hitting like, you know, whoever's around you. I can't fix human behavior like that. No one can fix human behavior like that. That's been a constant in our like history since like the dawn of time. So why I don't agree with them removing things that are information that they think is wrong on like a principle level, it's just always going to happen. There's nothing you can do with it. And if you ever had a scenario where anything goes, everything goes, the only thing that's going to happen is it turns into a shit fest. Like 4chan was like that for a long time. Just say what you want, do what you want. Well, eventually authority comes in and solves it for you. Oh, watch your post in there. What's CP? Oh, that's got to go because now we're going to regulate that. Now, if you're a maximalist, you let that shit on there. But it's against the law. There's a lot of shit that's against the law that people do that needs to be removed. And that's an authority coming down and putting people into silos. No. In that case, yeah, okay, you probably shouldn't post that. That's disgusting. No, you, you shouldn't post that. You, and you shouldn't. We've, we as a society, by majority rule, have said we don't want yeah. child porn. Nobody wants that. It's detrimental to everybody. Yeah. 
And but nobody, a maximalist, no, a maximalist nobody wants say. to see that on Twitter, and it, there should be no tolerance for it. But Barack Obama's birth certificate is my is where we're at. What I'm talking about, like you know, and doxing is there's a fine line on doxing too, right? Like there's no fine line on child porn. Like well, let's not argue the extreme, like. Barack Obama's birth certificate and something that's a little close to the line, like putting somebody's address out there, Reinhold. It really, it really comes down to so the tools aren't the problem. the 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 idea of doing this stuff is it's how it's being used, why it's being used, and the implementation of it. So you you can do a good thing where we we canceled R. Kelly. That was where canceled. That all came from. That was he was doing something that was that was wrong. Uh, society knew it was wrong, but legally there was nothing happening. So they got to his advertisers. They got him shut down. They got him canceled. Right. So that's a positive use of doing that. And He's now not canceled in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> He's a victim. But, but then, the, but then there's, music. but then there's people like the the first person technically who was canceled. Um, she had made a. a Joke about going to Africa. Oh yeah, the got on a plane. Jenny something. Yeah, yeah. By the time she got there, she had lost her job. She's pariah. Everybody's screaming at her. I mean, there's overuse of this stuff. There's overuse mm-hmm. of everything. Just like that, we think that people should be free to have guns for self defense. That's a good idea. But also, mm-hmm. that gun can be used to go and kill a bunch of people. So where do you draw the line on that freedom? This is this is a point that. So I keep getting crap from the left and the right. I argued with a Mises guy yesterday about this. He's like, well, Musk's property, he can do what he wants. I'm like, I agree with you. Property rights. This, this is why property rights are the best way to organize a society because every, all eight of us can own a, a social network and have different levels of what we find as allowable speech. And then people who, listen, I'm not going to be a part of whatever James Neese is into. I'm going to Normie Land run by Christy Avery where it's just Weird Al Yankovic and Chris Spangle clips, right? She is a cat girl, sir, and she is attractive. Right. <laughs> just wait so, till she learns how the AI get. So by, by separating things into private property, all of a sudden everybody has a choice and the market then decides who has the best, right? So, but when you look at, so he was arguing, well, free speech is only about the First Amendment. And I said, that's not true. You technically, you're just arguing, yes, the First Amendment is uh, you can regulate and censor all you want as long as the government doesn't do it and it's a law. The problem with that is if you use the example of the Second Amendment and gun rights, when culture becomes so lax or so disconnected from gun use that they no longer understand what actually happens in a household that owns guns, how an AR-15 works – you then eventually get laws that erode that Second Amendment and a society that wants to overturn the Second Amendment because people have lost the value of self-protection, community protection, and the same thing applies to censorship. When you categorically just go, all right, I'm against the left, and I'm going to agree with any censorship against the left or anything that I deem to be racist or homophobic, I want it banned uh, – you you really have to think about those tendencies because censorship isn't an impulse. Free speech is a value to hold the same way as self-protection is a value that you hold. And the First Amendment doesn't get overturned. It gets nibbled away law by law by law, location, location lo- by location. The same with the Second Amendment. And so you have to look at things like, 
Barack Obama's birth certificate, or maybe even doxing, which is something that we all find abhorrent, Mm -hmm. and go, I don't think that this should exist. I don't think anybody should do it. I'm going to personally impose consequences to the best of my abilities to anybody that does it. But Mm -hmm. people have a right to say things because look at the domino effect of what Elon Musk did. He said, I don't want these plain things out there. I didn't know they existed. Now, all of a sudden, I know that there's Twitters that that exist that can follow planes and that all of this is public information. It's the Streisand effect. And then uh, people start reporting on it. So he goes, you know what? I'm going to ban the journalists that are amplifying this. I'm going to get rid of them. So then all of a sudden, you've got the guy that writes for South Park who is building a website now to to track Elon Musk's plane. He didn't get rid of it. And then he, then yesterday he got rid of Twitter spaces because they were talking mean about him. He got rid of Mastodon links so you couldn't go to another platform. Mm-hmm. It, it just, he keeps nibbling away. And what he did is he Streisand affected this to the point that now we're talking about it and, and drawing attention to it because censorship always backfires. Violence backfires. These, Impulses to control always backfire instead of having more of an open hand. And that is the point of a libertarian society is that you you allow more openness and allow people to make decisions and use the market to then sort things out. Yeah. Harry, go ahead. Uh, you're absolutely right with that one. Because uh, like a, well, a lot of people are finding out like how planes are tracked. You know, a lot of, I've had people ask me questions at work. Was like, well, how are they doing this? What's going on with that? And and try to explain it's exact, almost the exact type of system that mimicked off of uh, the way uh, websites are tracked. You know, you apply for the privacy. It's like everyone who owns a domain, you know, they know they want your information, want everything about you, and they ask for it to make sure it's updated every year. That's the main other thing that will. And planes are tracked by the exact same way, um, which they also put for RC controls and drone planes. So when the drone craze, remember the drones? Everyone was having drones. Well, when the, um, uh, the Federal Commission got in, the moral panic of it. Right, yeah. They Moral made, panic they of it? They made people wanted to register your drone. So you would have to put, and that's why there's a lot of pushback on it because you, you had to put, your drone had to put the marking of what your plane is, who it belongs to. And because a lot of people were doing a lot of bad stuff with a lot of these quadcopters or drones. I'm saying drones, I know what a quadcopter is. I've built one. They're fun, but you know, people know them as drones, but people are just doing terrible things and bad things with it, but they've also ruined the whole sport on it. Like a lot of the first person drone racing is a lot of fun, but yeah, yeah, it's Reinhold. And then James, like, where do you guys disagree with what I said? Or what, you know, where's your line? I, I don't think I disagree with what you said. I think my, my thought, my process is that I think there should be a delineation between Government involvement in speech and private involvement in speech and a market of speech, marketplace of speech. This is what we're talking about is a marketplace of speech uh, is what social social um, networkings are. But I, I believe that there should be more open speech on the, in the marketplace of speech. But a lot of people will take this idea of free speech as a right and try to apply it in areas that it doesn't technically belong in. I still think we should have the mindset of wanting to have that free speech, but we also have to understand that it's not, you know, we still have market value. Going well, on with I, here's it. where we agree. Like as a publisher, I think about what we put out. I will censor James's use of the F word. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I don't want any of our gay listeners to hear that mm-hmm. and have certain feelings or emotions or like, I want to be sensitive to them. Right. Um, 
as a you know, so I will I will not block that out. I will not fire James from the podcast. I will just simply censor right. that and expect that all of our audience will be tough enough to exist in a world where James will say the F word on air. Right. Two, two weeks suspension too, right? <laughs> yes. Well, but that's but that's the way it, it should be. It should be that the that all the privately owned stuff that, and everything's property rights. Um, we get pushed back by society if we allow too much or we censor too much. But I, I, I have, like I said, I still have a problem with people who then go and say, okay, we have this first amendment right to free speech and try to apply it there because it's kind of different. And I think you get into a lot of trouble by doing that because then you, you change the, nature of the discussion to where I have a right to say this stuff and you can't stop me. No, society can stop you from saying that stuff. They have every right to do that because it's private property. And when you push too far, you're, you're going to, you're going to get pushback on it. And that's how things should be regulated by, you know, how, how society feels and society is always changing too. That's what really another thing irritates me is like, well, we used to be able to say this 20 years ago. Well, you can't now because we've changed. Society has changed and we've determined that we don't want that kind of language to be used to talk about these people who are disaffected or we, but again, I think you're like, I agree with you, you know, on things like racial or ethnic slurs or things like that, like married with children. There's probably a lot of stuff in there that like I shouldn't have watched as a 12 year old because a lot of my views on women and like, I do, I was not sophisticated enough to know that those were jokes. (laughs) Um, but you know, things like political speech, like, is Barack Obama a citizen? That's where I go. Look, this has to be I, right. I get and, it. I, and I agree that th- that stuff should be society should say that should be allowed. We shouldn't allow that. And if you're going to block that information on this social network, we're not going to go to this social network anymore. We're going to go over here where we can talk about it. That's how society should regulate it. It shouldn't be um, government coming in. I, I really don't want I like the idea of government trying to come in and regulate what can be said and what can't be said on social networking. That should all be done. But the by problem is that it's not, it's not necessarily the government directly doing it and passing laws. It's the government jawboning and using their influence and threats of future regulation to get people to take down things that they don't like. I don't want to see Hunter Biden's D. I don't. But I also want to be able to see the Hunter Biden laptop story. Right. And that was taken down because government employees the fbi the thing like i watched tucker this week um and like he you know this is deeply troubling how the fbi is censoring content in this way but they never like go into what they ask to be taken down right and when you go and look up what was supposed to this if you're if you're watching a lot of right-leaning media this is something to keep in mind like what is the fbi asking them to take down because Tucker never tells you, right? And so you have to go and find that information for yourself. Paul, you wanted to say something? Uh, I think James, that- what do you think that <laughs> <laughs> What do you think of Go ahead, Paul. So I, I think that uh one of the big problems in this conversation is we're conflating uh controlling other people's speech and canceling speech with the reaction to their speech and Yes, you have a right to go on and post about, uh, is Barack Obama really a citizen or is he a secret Muslim agent born in Kenya? And it's like, okay, that's fine. You can say that. You're not being canceled when 30 people show up to call you an idiot 
for being a gullible rube for the lowest hanging fruit in the <laughs> conspiracy theory tree. I, the problem I see is that we have too see, much Harry, of that inflation. Uh, yeah. Paul is more condescending than Reinhold, and people don't know this, yeah, but he much. really is. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Do you remember like uh, always debate about like the long form and short form birth certificate that he showed too? Yeah, having had that, the he produced all of it. I have, yeah. I have blog posts about that whole yeah. thing back or in the, the day. I mean, yeah. it, it was an interesting yeah. rabbit hole for me to go down to for mm-hmm. about six to nine months. But yeah. Yeah. also, if the immigration system that they put in to stop illegals from getting jobs in the United States can't stop someone becoming president faking the system. What hope does anyone else have? All right, Vincent, <laughs> what do you have to say? As Paul was saying, you're conflating freedom of speech from freedom of consequences. A lot of people are mixing those two things together. You can say whatever you want, but when somebody comes in and attacks you or you decide to swat somebody but you have the wrong address you killed somebody that had no idea what was going on and then you go to jail that's your on you you have the right to say that this is where your this person's address is and you have the right to go oh i called the swat team because i wanted to and i know that's where they are but it's not the freedom of consequences of oh this person died because you decided to call a swat team on this location you go to jail for this person goes to jail for leaking the the address this person goes to jail for calling the SWAT team and this person goes to jail for antagonizing the whole thing altogether yeah. well, th- but what that's about the, the SWAT team for killing the innocent people well that's that's my well, I mean, that's, where, uh, that's where the non-aggression principle comes in if you are if you are using another agency if you if you are outsourcing violence because you're not personally going to go run in guns blazing to somebody else's house so you SWAT them hoping that the police will kill them that's still immoral. That's still a violent act against somebody. Mm-hmm. If you are doxing somebody, you can argue that if you are putting somebody's address out there like Brett Kavanaugh's and saying, here's his address, go protest. All right, that's go protest, right? I, I personally do not think that we should engage as a society in that way, that Brett Kavanaugh's opinions and Keith Olbermann's opinions should be open to be criticized, but you should not be protesting outside of their houses. But if you are saying go to their house, if you're saying go to the Capitol and whatever happens, happens, that's a, these are different things. Like it's, it's the intent. Like it, I'm not going to be there. The, at the- I, 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 he wanted to go. <laughs> right. But the, it's the same thing as it. It's just, I went to the most extreme version of it. If I go, if like your example is like, this is Kavanaugh's address, go protest and then stuff happens and our people get mad at you for, releasing somebody else's address or any of that stuff, anything that happens after you release the address is the consequences of your actions. Yeah, you have the right to say it, but if somebody goes protesting and then they attack him because because it was a peaceful protest and somebody who had bad ill intent joined this peaceful protest and attacked them, well, technically, you just aggressed without meaning to because you were trying to start a peaceful protest Mm -hmm. and then somebody took it out of hand. It's the the consequences of your actions – are not a right. The fact that you can say it, that's a right. But isn't that sort of what Elon Musk is arguing? And it is that you you don't understand the consequences of your own actions. So doxing isn't allowed. You shouldn't be doing it. I'm not going to allow, and I'm not going to let you amplify it. Personally, I don't like doxing. I think doxing is ridiculous because it's just putting people out there for no reason. But that's just my own yeah. opinion. But the other, my other thing is that my opinion on on Elon Musk has already been low, and I don't care about Twitter because Twitter is not even used as much as people think it is, even though we 
we herald it as this massive thing when it, no one actually cares about it. Literally, there is a, uh, a YouTube series that did film theory that did a whole thing about Twitter because all these massive movies are coming out and there was getting no traction on Twitter. And the most popular TV show in like the, in the United States has zero Twitter traction. No one cares about Twitter, but it gets millions upon millions of views because Twitter is a, is a small number of people mm-hmm. and everybody wants to act like this is the majority of everybody. Yeah. This is 8% of the world and no one cares what's it, happening I, on Twitter. I don't even believe it. It's 8%. I believe it's 1%. And that's yeah. what, that's what the annoying thing about Musk is like, we can't vote him out in four years. He is messing with the playground of the people that control the conversation. And so he's getting this outsized amount of coverage in the way that Trump did. And they're making Musk too important. They're making Twitter too important. When you were sending larger volumes of alerts and content out about Musk banning five journalists for doxing, as you in the same volumes that you sent the invasion of Ukraine, mm-hmm. something's out of whack. Twitter is a video game. Twitter it's, is is nonsense. It's, it's not real. It's, it's a bunch of twats. Thing. Exactly. It's, thank you. It's, it's the so, same we, thing while we kept publicizing Facebook all the time when it was popular. Yeah. Because that's what everybody wanted to talk about because that's where the, everybody was when it mm-hmm. really wasn't. No Correct. one really cares. And the journalists are on Twitter. Okay. Yeah, they're there. They they sit there in their journal circles and stuff like that in groups. Well, and to bring it into more of a legalistic view, uh, when you're dealing with the difference between swatting and doxing, uh, there is a foreseeability factor. Like, are the consequences of releasing James's address uh, because he dropped the fa? Word, uh, I have a Roomba, and I'm not telling you what's on the Roomba, but you're free to come right, fight but the Roomba. Are the consequences of saying, well, here's the, where this guy lives, are that, is the foreseeable bad outcome of that as likely, as reasonably expected, as calling a SWAT team and telling them, yeah, I just murdered my wife and two kids, and I'm going to shoot any cop that comes in this door? Uh, which is like the standard script for uh, getting somebody swatted. Noted. <laughs> and she's got a list. The, but we're an educational. I, I don't think broadcast. that. <laughs> I don't think that the foreseeability of just saying, "Hey, we know who you are and where you are." I don't see that as nearly as actionable as a threat. Because what are people going to do? If you can get people to show up, they'll make some noise for a few hours outside of a Supreme Court justice's house. Well, I, I have like a thing with like honor culture, right? So like the reason I, I don't really like laws to a certain extent because like if someone doxes Paul's house, right? And Paul doesn't like this guy doxing his house. So what can you do is like, can you litigate the person? Like for me, like someone that says like Paul should be able to challenge this person that's harassing him or doxing him to a mock right? Where it's like, and it's like, I, okay. yeah, it's like, Paul's like, you know what? You're a loser. Mock right? And like, fuck is mock What are you talking about? Mock is a one-on-one fight to the death, right? <laughs> it's dueling, basically, you know, what we used to do back it's in the a, day. It's like an old, like, 18, it's like, it's, it's, it's a Warcraft term for it, but, like, back in the day, right, you, you, you harass someone, insult somebody, 
duel to the death. Well, or first blood. A lot of a lot first of blood. duels were first blood. Uh, first in, blood. in the modern era, it's one v one me, bro. That's what it. That's what it is now. You casual so get one good. One v one me, one v one me, bro. I can beat you. No items. Let's go. But like my U.S. society is like you know like in a futuristic society like if we do leave the planet, we have our little like cool space colonies like thousands of years in the future, right? It is like get rid of the structures like the way these laws is. If someone assaults you in your little fortress of solitude around like Mercury, right? <laughs> Challenge of the Makara, like my spacesuit versus your spacesuit, right? Like, it's, it's, we'll do an independent system like that. And I think that solves a lot more problems than trying to arbitrate it or legalize it, where it's like, you know what, Paul? Choose your champion, brother. Who's going to be your champion? Who's going to fight this dude calling you a scrub? Did you did you imagine that when you did this podcast and we were going to talk about Christmas that we would get into bring Mon- back dueling? Mon- I'm all for bringing back dueling. Well, that's I why I love that. having James here and Miranda to some extent too. You never know where things are going to go. Like like sometimes you just got to beat somebody's ass, right? It's that's like, it's, still the way though, and it's like yeah, but it's just now you can't be as forward about it, you know, because people do want to take. <laughs> well, I, I we're feel beating, we're beating each other's ass with I words mean, and. You, well, you, people so, are outsourcing things to the government, and there are cases of violence where the police don't do anything. They don't mm-hmm. help you, and there's no recourse. And so guys get to just do whatever they want to do yep. because nobody's actually doing anything. And this is where James... That's real life for it, him. It, it is, a real, it I, is yeah. real life. I, I'm, yeah. I'm more anarchist. Let, let Miranda talk. I want to I hear what she has to say. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the bottom line is a lot of times it's the rules in the game suck and they are stacked against you. But it, when you realize that you're getting no help out, mm-hmm. then you start to play, how can I play this for myself? Or how can I use... If nobody's going to police this person for doing this... Then okay, I guess I can just do whatever I want to do to that person, right. and nobody's going to say shit to me. Yeah, and so the 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 corruption of Snatch the government, that wig. and I don't mean like corruption of taking money, but just the general corruption Not of the way. American system, because <laughs> we have criminalized too many things. <laughs> police police have too much to do. Yep. Um. So they don't actually go after people who are violent or like this kid in the in the shooting in the club in California. I read an article two days ago that the judge in 2021 that sentenced him, he couldn't sentence him to a crime, but he said, this man needs serious intervention or he is going to cause significant violence and people are going to die. And the FBI was investigating him. Every single one of these guys that go up and, and we have a mass shooting, they're known to the FBI and they're known to local authorities. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing that can be done about them. Oh, the FBI does do stuff with them. It's called, I have a cool drop box for you, bro. You want to come get it? What does that mean? Uh, it, oh, it, it's weird when the FBI knows about someone being crazy or they're going to shoot somebody up, how... Mm-hmm. There's somehow random Discord messages from this user that somehow joined. It's like, oh, yeah, bro, you should totally shoot up that school. By the way, I got a couple ARs you can use. Are you, you know? saying that the FBI wants these things to happen? I mean, like, they if, had their a, numbers. If, if it's like a reoccurring thing that like. They'll push you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they'll push. The, yeah. the FBI will do like certain things to try to entrap you to a certain mm-hmm. extent. Like if they know like someone's like a danger, right? Or like someone's mm-hmm. in a cult, they might send in sleeper agents. They might engage in interaction with this person, trying to goad them to do that something. That happened with Whitmer, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So like that blows back. Like th- there was like the guy that shot up, uh, I forget why he shot up, but there was Discord messages between two people that were unidentified people that just joined the Discord where he was at. 
mm-hmm. that were talking about him to shoot the stuff up, that showed him where to get the guns, how to compile the guns, get the ammo, how to do assault tactics or military-grade assault tactics. Mm-hmm. And he went and did it. It's like no one normal is going to talk to you like that besides like another weirdo or like a federal agent that's going to tell you exactly how to do it, where to go in, how to get out. So are they arresting these people then? Oh, yeah, after the fact. After, yeah. Yeah, if they do something. But they want to be sure they're watching and they know when the move happens, so they make the push. So what what are we mad about if they're arresting these people? Right, because uh, because sometimes they lose track. Just like Fast and Furious. tactics also are just shady. Yeah, Yeah, like Fast and Furious, they lost all these guns. And the CP, like CP on Twitter. And then they ended up shooting, uh, you know. Yeah, the CP (laughs) on Twitter, right, is because it's probably like the CP that you're finding on Twitter. Musk is finally on Twitter. It's probably FBI owned because they use it as a honeypot. They're using mm. Twitter as a honeypot. Oh, yeah. It is known that the FBI has a CP um, uh, honeypot server. Oh, yeah. they, they, Free they, Talk Live mentioned it on air, talked about, reported it on it, and then the FBI claimed that someone there at the uh, at the house went there and raided the whole studio and took everything out of there. Oh, great. Let's just put that on the podcast. Thing, All right, okay? guys. Point at the camera. Wave to Dave, our FBI agent, that listens to all right. the podcasts. Hey, Dave. Yeah. Like, you know, how's Christmas going? Great. Well, Paul, the... Uh, I think it was so like Miranda. A, <laughs> it was like a decade ago that there was a story circulating that the FBI was running a honeypot server on the Tor network and had something like three hundred thousand hits, uh, and they made like a grand total of twenty arrests off of it. Mm-hmm. So they distributed material mm-hmm. to th- probably three hundred thousand people before they. Acted and arrested anybody. Well, they could, those three hundred thousand could have been twenty people just hitting it three hundred thousand. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. It's, yeah, yeah. When, you, like, when you're on it, you just click, 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 click. I'm yeah. sure they all pulled the Pete Towns of defense. Oh, I was just researching for my book because of my trauma. I know. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like Fast and Furious. I really want to know like if a lot of the guns, especially like when we see like the rise in crimes in a lot of these cities, like are these guns from Fast and Furious? <laughs> yeah. All well, right. How, how most of the guns are from stolen from police. Yeah, that's the other thing. You saw yeah. that weird. Are car they stolen there? from the police, okay. or did the police sell those guns oh, illegally? Pol- Let's really call best that best place out. to buy weed in Plainfield was from the cops. Okay, so all my Glocks are <laughs> sure. former. I bought them from cops. I will say that my Glocks are from cops. My shotgun I bought off off cops in a trunk of a car. But you know, <laughs> when, well, what they would do in Plainfield, like in the nineties, was bust you for pot, and then go, "Would you like to buy your pot back?" And so then the rest would go away. <laughs> Man, I never was offered that. <laughs> Hail, fellow traveler. Would you like to buy some skooma? Uh, my favorite Twitter account of all time is not a cop, where it was like, hello, fellow friends. I'm meeting you up for some pot at the corner of XYZ. All right, let's go around. Let's uh, give final thoughts. Christy, Avery, you are up first, and we'll just go around this way. Why do you have to come to me first? <sighs> because you're my favorite. The you know what? Well, I know that. <laughs> You know me. I have no thoughts. <laughs> That's why we love you, Christy. <laughs> All right. Uh, no. Um, if you haven't seen the movie Weird on the uh, Roku channel, Very check good. it out. Very good. Very good movie. My man, Weird Al Yankovic. It's it's incredible. Yankovic. Same thing. Whatever, asshole. Anyways, uh, Merry so Christmas, violent. everybody. I love you all. Aww. Even you. You're all so mean to me. <laughs> Especially Harry. <laughs> Thanks, Christy. We love you. Miranda? Uh, Merry Christmas, bitches. I love <laughs> you guys. Um, yeah, I was just really happy to be here. And 
freeze my ass off in this room with you guys. Yeah, so, it did get a little cold. Yeah, it did, but it was fun. It was worth it, and it probably kept us all on our toes. Yes. So yeah, I'm looking forward to a reboot of Miranda's World. We Let's need to get a, a picture of you two and James in the middle of you two because yeah. you two look so nice and festive and Christmassy, and James just rolled out of bed. James just rolled out of a dumpster in New Jersey. <laughs> Whoa, New Jersey? No, come is, on, come on. Hate Manhattan, Ash- at least. That's Hate Ashbury. It right is there. right. Yeah, he's wearing like the Mexican poncho from a drug dealer in in 1983 in Tijuana. How else can you conceal? I mean, I got to get a new one. It's wearing down slowly, it, it, surely. Send money. I'm, Does he smell? I'm not sure no, that I've, he's I've changed clothes since I bought a no. laptop off of him. What do you think I smell like? Cigarettes. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah but, I mean, like patchouli cigarettes. Like you look like you would smell like patchouli. I do have a cologne and like soap and like I, I keep the I keep it authentic, right? So it's not just you. You can't just look the part. You got to smell the part and be the part. He looks like piss jugs and cum cum desks. That's what he looks like. That was the smell. <laughs> <laughs> it's a candle I have at home, also. <laughs> Bed Bath and Beyond. Bed Bath and Beyond sells the cum desks and piss jug candle. Do you have some vomit bags? Yeah, I mean, I I I, I won't lie. Like I, I did sort of piss in a jug like last night because I'm trying. Like I was in a queue for Overwatch competitive and like I didn't want to get like booted from it. So I'm like, you know what? I I can't go piss. I got to piss really fucking bad. So I'm like, you know, what? I'm gonna piss in this water bottle, throw it in the trash. I'm gonna like, clap this fucking Roadhog dude. And we're gonna go. Have you ever pissed in a jug, Miranda? I mean, I've peed in a lot of cups. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing. There's no shame in pissing drugs. Truckers do it, and they're America's cowboys. Gamers do it, and they're like literally alpha chads. I mean, like you know, <laughs> gamers are like top ten people, and like you know, you looked at the the dick size chart. They're above Chris Galt, the team. <laughs> you know, it's not the peeing in the cup that bothers me. It's when I hand that warm cup with pee on the outside of it to someone else. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's when it stops being fun. Do people fun. pay you for that? Oh, no. Th- that was when I was in a relationship with the state of Indiana. Oh. <laughs> consensual or? Not consensual. <laughs> We're not together anymore. And do not fucking okay. call or write. Are you, are, you, are you like a piss jug person? Or are you the type of person to piss off your back porch because you're too ass to go inside? Because there's people that piss off their back porch. Oh, I'm an outdoor pisser. Yeah, there we go. My, my, I have a neighbor now. But before I had a neighbor, when I was out working in the yard, I would go over. So we're, we're in a duplex. And so we share mm-hmm. an a garage and then he has a fence and then i go back kind of hidden and piss <laughs> along his fence line where nobody could see me because i just didn't want to go inside i was like you know what i'm a man i'm gonna piss outside and you're I, not I'm really free it, unless it's you piss a little different when you have like five acres in the yeah. countryside <laughs> i'm i'm at i'm in uh downtown indianapolis by the way honestly i was never an outside peer until yeah. i worked security on the south on <laughs> southport and i was in that parking lot for 12 hours at a time i didn't always want to drive to meyer and right. i definitely i would just and there's cameras in that parking lot i didn't give two shits i would literally just get out and squat and miranda showed up she tried to go straight and she was working this job doing security right by my house. And I would take my bikini and my lawn chair <laughs> and I would sit out in the parking lot. She came over one time and she is wearing a dress that is so short you could see you could see the bottom of her ass cheeks. It was low cut and she had her titties out perfectly. She looked a ten out of ten. She was like all 
like oiled up and glistening hair and makeup done. Like she looked like she was yeah. like going to, to a club. And I go, what are you doing tonight? And she goes, oh, I'm going to sit in my car and work security over at the warehouse. <laughs> and I go, what do you, and she was wearing heels. I go, what do you do if somebody shows up? She goes, I'm going to chase their ass down. <laughs> and I go, dress like that? And she goes, do you think they're going to run for me? I was like, this is the greatest fucking security guard uh, that, I've ever met. That's called life. entrapment. It's I called know. entrapment. You know, it never worked, though. I Honestly, I just, I would sit out there by myself or so, I mean... You, I would have to do things to stay busy. I would do my nails, my makeup. I would take the free weights. <laughs> you were so bored. Oh, yeah. I Oh, God, yeah. It was, it was boring. It was okay, though, because I was actually on house arrest. So it got me out of the house yeah. for 12 hours at did a time. Did you have the ankle thing on while you did it? Oh, hell yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny, too, because, yeah, I mean, obviously my employers were not aware of that. That's their problem. Yeah, that's their problem. <laughs> That's a special tag, though. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm Some on people house prefer arrest. the ankle, though. I'm on house arrest, but I'm doing security. security. Free. That's, yeah. It's a good background check. No one can now. keep your property safer than a felon. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I would chase you outside the block, but it's 9 o'clock. i got to count into the house. So, like, if you want to stay here until I get back after <laughs> checking with the parole office, it's on you. Those but, ankle you know, things yeah. don't – they're never on. They, that's a scam. Well, no. Okay, so the one I had was just the old one, and it just told – it would just connect to my box at home. So it would mm-hmm. let them know when I was there or if I was not there. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. nowadays in Hamilton – or at least in, like, um, not in Hamilton County, but in Marion County, they do the GPS bracelet on mm-hmm. everybody. Mm-hmm. And actually, no, it is like my – because my girlfriend – I almost said her name. <laughs> she's my girlfriend. Uh, she's not on, in trouble anymore, but she was on house arrest, and she could actually – she would figured out how to get her bracelet off. And so she would take it off and leave. Well, one time she almost got in trouble because they it, they it hadn't moved in for X amount of time. <laughs> so they showed up at her house. So she, then she learned to put it on an oscillating fan. <laughs> <laughs> There's nobody who can protect your property better than criminals. Well, that's that's Strap what you do is you get cat. A, you, yeah, it's a new cat collar, right? You're right. Just, yeah, there you go. It's like fancy. <laughs> <laughs> why Why are they sprinting through the house at 3 a.m.? It's the reason why the best hackers don't work for the government. They work for private companies. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Some of the, like, uh, I remember when, um, uh, uh, former employer, um, asked me to, uh, look at the security of the, one of the offices and I showed him how I could, and I just got inside. Yeah. You know, like, well, they were basically questioning my, my background check after that because they were like, how did you get in so easily? Yeah. <laughs> Like, no, I just talk to people who've done this stuff. But yeah. But. Uh, final final thoughts, James. Go ahead. Um, need more people on low-key wild to come into the Twitch chat because it's just me and like Paul bans me for 15 minutes at a time for like saying shit. <laughs> well, you give, you give, he's like a yellow shirt at the track. Dude who does nothing all day, he gets a modicum of power at the track and just becomes a little tyrant on his corner of the speedway. Uh, he was Leave getting, him alone. He was getting a little bit out of line and I decided to... Stop it before he started dropping the f word in uh, Twitch chat. <laughs> Let the boy say what he wants to say. He he, he bans me. Speech. So like most mutes on Twitch are like two minutes or something like that. But like Paul, it's, it's like a thirty minute mute. I'm like Jesus Christ. You, you Paul. need to do something about this. Yeah, I if, did do something. I gave Paul power. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I'm yes. saying do something about but it. But if there's more oh, people. I, I have an application to give niece mod powers, but um, that applica- I keep losing the application. Um, I put it on my desk. Somehow it just goes away. I don't know what's going on. So uh, eventually, uh, niece will get mod powers on the Twitch page. See, we get more people. Like it, It's like this, right? But instead of talking politics, you're talking degenerate, right? right. So it's like 
if you're not into politics, but you like we are libertarians, but you want to talk some like real skanky deli- the degenerate shit, oh, like shit. like where where's the best place to find lot lizards <laughs> at? And like I seventy five. Miranda, you know? oh my God. you're perfect just, for this. Yes, and actually, just last night we were talking about starting a tow company called Lot Lizards. Yeah, <laughs> and we're gonna keep bumper stickers, and so every time we tow a car, they get a bumper sticker, and we'll just toss it in the window or whatever, and it's gonna be like. You got licked. <laughs> so you can come on Low-Key Wall and talk about being a lot lizard, and that's totally yeah. cool. And you can say whatever you want. Every Monday night at 9 p.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On Twitch and, right. you know. I don't have a – I don't know. And Facebook. It's on Facebook. Uh, Facebook. And YouTube. Yeah, you're, we're going to do our long-form show on December 30th, which you are welcome to come. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you work on Monday Here. nights? Sometimes. Not usually, but okay. Yeah. Yeah, so you should join the show. It'd be yeah, fun. I definitely should. And if you're hot, Paul won't ban you because Paul will simp. All right, yeah. I mean, he's that <laughs> whoa, type whoa, of moderator. Whoa, 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 he's that type of moderator. Like, let's be real. Like, I've seen it in action. I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm not dropping names. You, you, but, literally, you could get five f words for yeah, one yeah, lap yeah, dance yeah. from Paul. Exactly, it's one lap you dance, leave, and you he's leave dead. Ace alone. He's always there. You leave him alone. Yeah, we love Ace. Paul, okay. Paul's like, oh, a male saying terrible stuff. Ban, like, oh, he's he is goth yeah. mommy, big milky goth mommy. Oh, cool. You're free to say what you want. Are we are we done Animated. with these final character assassinating thoughts? No, Paul, if they were no, not... I'm not. In the world of we're libertarians, in the hierarchy, James Neese has seniority over Paul. He brings more to this show by being nuts. I was Paul, on episode was two, and I brought nachos yep. and like ordered just a pizza, the two for one pizza deal. Brought the first libertarian thing, Paul. So uh, honor the hierarchy and seniority, and give him the mod powers, and not Paul. I told you, <laughs> niece's application for mod abilities is up there. It just needs to get approved and ratified like, by the other mods. You're like a uh, freedom of information. You act. know what? You know what? You're, you're right. You I should been... do something about it. I'm going to form a blue ribbon committee <laughs> with myself and Paul. <laughs> To uh, and Christy yes. for eight dollars a month, you can be a part of <laughs> Wall Blue, All right. yes. and we will look into his application being lost. Uh, it's uh, we should you be know, able to do something about that. Just DM me nudes, you get mod. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you like a Discord moderator, Vincent, right? Get on that. Send him nudes. Send me nudes. Discord mod, you get mod privileges. Like let's no, go. I'm good. I'm good. Vincent, if you need someone thought. to take the butthole pics for you, I got you. <laughs> I got a stand now. Okay, thank you. You get a better angle, though, if you just if you <laughs> reach around. Yeah. <laughs> right, Christy? Uh, Vincent, go ahead. Um, in general, uh, Christmas is okay. It's a mediocre holiday, in my opinion. Uh, so wrong. That's Grinch as fuck. Yeah, yeah, it, is. yeah it is. Dude, I, misanthrope. I'm, I'm working both Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. I don't care. You're bringing that joy to everyone. Absolutely. He's like, I like Hanukkah better because I get seven <laughs> days of gifts. He's, he's more of a Kwanzaa guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Half a Kwanzaa guy. <laughs> I was going to say, if he was going to say like, Hanukkah's mediocre, I'm like, well, that's anti-Semitic. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, uh, then on the doxing aspect, stop. Do, don't be a dick to people. Just treat people how you want to be treated. If somebody's being a dick, call them out and just treat other people nicely. Uh, also, uh, watch Loki Wall on Mondays at 9 o'clock because we always do, even though Spangle hates to acknowledge us and refuses to watch us. Mm-hmm. So uh, we I actually, hear more about you fuckers than anybody else now. So does that happen here? No, no, no it's actually online. It's all it's, online. Online. it's all digital. It's That's all. my problem. Do you I need, need a play. webcam? Do you have a computer? No. You have a phone? 
Uh, yeah. yeah. You can use your phone. You can use your phone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on, on Jackie came in and she yeah, used her phone. Yeah, we did the, 30, on the, I got on a, the 30th. Yeah. A, a ring light setup that I'll send you. It's like 30 bucks. Okay. And a, okay. it holds your phone and you have a light and it'll work. That's what I want for Christmas. I want to get, yeah, help her out. I yeah. will help. Yeah. I will help yeah. Miranda. I love Miranda. She's so funny and she's yeah. talented and Temple. she needs to, to be on low key wall and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's key. all digital. And the low key wall on Mondays, we all just get on stream yard and just watch and then and talk about stuff <laughs> and on the 30th we're going to do a, a four hour yep. you know it's, everybody hang out chill yeah. it's unfortunately mostly anime right now i mean i got big titties <laughs> she does she's more qualified than you are at this point literally well, everybody in this room except james has big titties harry <laughs> harry's are more like pecs but right, thank you thank you Work on these. Reinhold, final Harry, thoughts. Harry's more focused on his outer booty than anything. That's, that's true. Yes, true. <laughs> been, yeah, he yeah, has true. a great ass. Yeah, yeah. I go to Pilates class to work on yeah. my booty. All right. Yeah, it's, I've been doing it for two years. It's done nothing for me. Uh, you've got you got to get the band on it too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you got to get the proper shorts. I got these really nice spandex ones. I grab it. Well, Harry, our nice. genetics are different. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, Reinhold. Uh, just. Uh, I don't know what to say at this point. Just a uh, Merry Christmas to everybody and have a Happy New Year. All right, Paul. Yeah, Merry Christmas to everybody. Uh, doxing is not cool, but it really is not as much of a deal as uh, Mr. Musk is making it out to be. So don't do it unless you have a really good reason, kids. Just like drugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was inspirational. Don't don't worry, Paul. Your your Adderall's on the way. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, yeah. So Loki Well Mondays nights at nine o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Uh, the fastest growing show on the Wheel of Libertarians Network. What? Um, we also do our long form show. We do it once a month per Reinhold's contract. We're going to do it on December thirtieth this time. Um, so we're going to have a good four hour plus or four hour show, maybe plus. Might go longer. Um, yeah. Hopefully. Uh, and we do plan on going through the rest of the year to be using this studio to also do those uh, Friday episodes to come here and do those. I don't know. Um, we're not doing them, all of them there because that's harder on Ryan, especially if we have to have him come for a four-hour stay log and then go home, then come back. <laughs> I know, yeah, and I but, feel bad. Like He's the oldest guy in the room, but we made him sit on a stepladder. We offered oh, Paul's chose, lap. He chose to sit on the stepladder. It's called, I, my back is. I needed to stand. Most Sometimes of the time. it's nice to stand. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. it helps me stay awake too. Harry, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, so maybe we'll get a bed here, so Randall doesn't have to like go home that night. Yeah, but I'm scared to get a bed here because just, then like I I have, it's hard I have, to kick Christy out because she'll probably like stay here for weekends. You gotta get Ryan, <laughs> you gotta get Reinhold those like uh, like those attachments you put on cigarettes to make them smokeless so the smoke doesn't go anywhere. So you put cigarette and then he'll fucking stay yeah. here all day, dude. Yeah. Christy's looking at me right now is like, yeah, we need to get a bed here in the studio. <laughs> a dog bed. Yeah. No, no pets. And make it no 420 no friendly. He yeah. barely allows my squish in. Uh, the basement's 420 friendly. Okay. Uh, all right, my final thoughts is I got Harry a gift. A very thoughtful gift. He is the only one to receive this gift because there is only one of it. Rent money? Uh, no, it is... <laughs> money for the internet? It is an exclusive Dear Leader <laughs> NFT, which I'm texting you right now. Oh, yeah. So uh, it's a picture I took of the Dear Leader picture. Uh, that Joshua <laughs> that Sexton took, sent. That you took? Christy Avery took it. 
I cropped it, so He's it such counts. A liar. Uh, so Harry, you are you. The, I just sent you the text. The, the see if you got owner. it. And uh, you are the proud owner of a uh, the very first wall NFT. Oh, it's right. my it's, gift it's, to it's you. It's even better because Harry hates the blockchain, so it makes it e- it makes it ten times I know, better. I know. What's the Ethereum count number on that? I'm going to post this in the wall group, and nobody is allowed to take it. This is Harry's. He owns the picture. He doesn't own the picture that has been painted by Joshua Sexton. He owns the picture of the painting. Well, here's the thing. He owns the the location of the picture of the painting. You see, if you move it, (laughs) he owns nothing. That's how the blockchain (laughs) NFTs work. Now, that is a $99 value. So what do you have to say? Uh... Thank you for unnecessary putting things on the blockchain. Um, <laughs> I didn't put it in the blockchain. I don't know how to do that. I just texted it to you. All right. All right. So that's, that's my That's actually, no. Then that is a gift there. Not putting things on the unnecessary things on the blockchain is a massive gift. I wouldn't know how to do that uh, if I tried. So I just oh. uh, sent you the Boomer NFT, which so, is the Boomer blockchain, which is I texted the picture to you. Yes. That's fine. That's fine. My wife does that too, which is like take a photo of like instructions or a thing and send it to me. And I'm like, just send me the link. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, being broke, uh, yes, I've had to resort to uh, giving people the gift of not doing things that they hate this Christmas. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Then why are you here? Uh, <laughs> so you're going to call, uh, call it Versailles wow. now, right? You're going to call it Versailles now, right? Is this what it is? Is it going to be Versailles for now on? Christy, what were you going to say? Shouldn't the Dear Leader NFT be worth more than Donald Trump's NFT? You know what? It's worth $101. It's priceless. Yes. 101 Dear Leader bucks. Those actually went up in price. There's one that's going for like three grand right now because like valuation and scalping on Ethereum right now. So like the more, the earlier you buy the Donald Trump NFTs, the higher the price goes. So you get into it when it's about like 8K before you cash it out. It's ridiculous. All right. Thanks everybody for listening. We hope you have a Merry Christmas and a great new year. We will be back in the new year at some point in January. We'll have another one of these shows talking about something, anything other than Elon Musk. I promise. Uh, unless, you know, he like, commits a nuclear war but uh we appreciate it thank you so much for joining us thank you for being patrons if you are a patron if you're not please sign up really does help us uh fund things like the studio and all the different services that we use and and all that good junk so thank you so much for joining us we'll see you again soon here on we are libertarians